and welcome to episode 21 of Damn It Vince. Another eye on full quota here tonight. So I'm Ellis. Uh, Joe, how are you? Very tired. Obnoxiously tired. Uh, yeah, it's been a tough week at work this week. And between that and my Viking-related activities, it's tiring. <laughs> so tired. Only yourself to blame for playing all the games. I've got giddy tiredness. This should be interesting. It's going to be an interesting pod. Just going to put that one out there for now. Uh, Butcher, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. I'm in mourning from a particular piece of wrestling news this week, but um, <laughs> I'm cheering myself up by drinking from my goblet tonight. So It's a big cup. Yeah. And we've got uh, John. How are you doing? Am I right, thanks? Yeah. For a minute, it looked like I wasn't going to make the podcast because my work was being rubbish, but I'm here. I've got beer, so it's going to be good. Good. Can't ask for more than that. Um, I have I have slowly ramped up my evening. I started off with a 6% two hours ago, then went to an 8% beer as I watched One Division. Coming out of that, I now I'm on a 10% and now transition to a 12% during this recording. So You only, you only work at multiple wow. two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was pure accident, and I just looked at all the ABVs, and I've been like, oh, the 12%, to be honest, is a uh, raspberry and mango smoothie, which doesn't oh, taste good. like 12%. It's, 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 it's liquid deliciousness. Oh. That, that's kind of a bad thing, though, because it just goes down so easily. And then oh, it does. Die. That's like wine strength. That's what. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I find you in the park tomorrow, Alice. <laughs> Are these strong beers how you've ended up in your Christmas pyjamas for recording? <laughs> No, this is just my, uh, my evening attire. <laughs> Josh, this is a, an audio, not a visual thing. <laughs> if I knew it was visual, I'd have put a hoodie on and then no one could see what's underneath. <laughs> draw a picture of that and send it in. Uh, they can have a T-shirt. That TNA one that I can't get rid of. <laughs> still got that. Yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, that's, that's the uh, four was here tonight. So we've got a... Uh, Packed show, really. I think we've got a show reviews. There's quite a lot to talk about, just in, in news in general this week with the shows. Um, I've got some particular things to say. We've got the um, classic match retrospective, which is WrestleMania 12, uh, the Iron Man match between HBK and Bret Hart, because we're doing a special on entrances, and that is quite an iconic match with an iconic entrance. So that is the show this week. Week that was then. To be honest, I'm going to do WWE quickly because I want to spend a lot more time in AEW. Uh, I don't have much notes on Raw. Um, SmackDown, all I put really was I like the fact I mean, we've talked a couple of times over the last few weeks about like no one comes out to help KO. <laughs> these burnt bridges and I just like the little segment backstage where uh, there was a tag match, a six-man tag I think, Brian Cesaro, KO were a team and Brian and Cesaro were discussing strategy and KO came and said, like, oh, shall we discuss strategy, guys? And they're like, oh, we've just done it. I just like that. I was just like, they were just like, well, you stunned us in the ring last week, so we don't trust you and you've got... And then I think they made a reference to a... There's a big... What was it they said? They were like, there's a there's a lot of people you've turned. I'm sure I'm missing some one big. I better make a list or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because um, Kevin Owen sort of nods as he's going through them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was good. <laughs> I'm sure he, he sort of look, has a faraway look and then does a like, little smile and a nod. He's, yeah. he's yeah, Jer- Jericho, Jericho referenced it as well, didn't he? He tweeted it going, hey. <laughs> 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 I like stuff like that. That's good. Kevin Owens, he's, he's, he's solid gold, isn't he? He always is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had... Uh, elimination Chamber. Before I like from that. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've got like that, haven't we? Well, yeah. most of it I have anyway. <laughs> I've still not watched it. <laughs> uh, you're not missing a great deal, to be honest. First first Chamber match is good. First Chamber match is good. Uh, the SmackDown one. 
It's gen- genuinely pretty good. Which is what we knew anyway going into it, really. The rest of it, I can sort of take that. The Raw Elimination Chamber thing, I'm not that angry as I thought I was going to be when the Miz cashed it in, because at least now he's sort of set up to lose it by the way that he won it. It's, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's staying with him no, very long, no, is no, it? No, no. It was nice. There was a video that was during the rounds of um, MVP doing a promo to Drew months ago saying, when you lose that title, it'll be at my hand. Yeah. I was like, okay, there you go. There's there's WWE doing some long term threads there. There's nothing in between to to make you think, oh, this is a long term story. It's not exactly weaving a blanket, is it? It's more of a piece of string. Yeah. uh, Was it an accident? Yeah. When, I, when I watched Raw, I was like, oh, I know you, you're not uh, the, the biggest fan of Riddle. I tweeted out, join Elimination Chamber. Joe's <laughs> not going to be happy with this one. Um, and it was only when I was watching Raw, I was thinking, I'd have been great if Morrison had won it, because then you'd have had Miz and Morrison as the two champions. No. I mean, again, I can understand why Lashley had to drop it as well. Yeah, I know. I get that now. I would have just, he could have dropped it to anyone else. I think it probably would have been Keith Lee if he was there. Yeah, I suspect so. Yeah, but, I would have been right. Well, again, <laughs> you probably got injured just to spite you, John. I think so. <laughs> Has it been confirmed it's an injury? Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a legit, um, legit injury. So, game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Elimination chamber. Nothing, nothing special. We've still got um, what is it? Fast, fast lane. Fast, fast lane to come. Yeah, which yeah. God knows. But uh, mm-hmm. hashtag justice for Oscar. Oh. Someone had tweeted, I I was going on a bit of a rant that night, uh, (laughs) about (laughs) justice for Oscar, ranting for the women all week I have been, Uh, but no, someone had put out a tweet saying, oh, there's two options like here, like Oscar could, uh, obviously Lacey's not there, so Oscar could fight Charlotte and lose, or a newcomer like Rhea could come in and she could lose. And I was like, why does Oscar have to lose? Just let her kick someone's ass, put on yeah. a quality match, and that's what I want to see. Because we've already established <laughs> we don't know what to do with her. She has it. But she's brilliant. Just give her someone to fight. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, just give her a solid hand, like an Italia, a summit, who she can go in and have a decent 10-minute match with, and that's all it needs to be. Look dominant, but whilst entertaining everyone. Because you know she's going to drop it to Flair anyway. Because... Yeah. Yeah, where are we? Yeah, going that way, isn't it? Where I looked at it, just makes me hate it even because I didn't, <laughs> they, didn't they have another tag match on Raw? And I was like, oh, just stop. Yeah, oh, yeah they did because Charlotte hit her, didn't she? And Oscar pushed yeah. her away. So that's the beginning of the end of that. Isn't it? Um, but we are it, getting hopefully, you know, um, Nia Jack is gonna lose, they're gonna lose the tag team belts when that comes around in two weeks. Uh, might be next week now. It's next week, isn't it? I think, yeah. I think that, that one's next week, and two weeks is another big match. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it's next week. Hopefully, they'll lose it because NXT will do something with it. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I feel like they've been setting up a few teams recently, haven't they, on NXT? Like Carter and Catanzaro and a, a few others, haven't they? Ember Moon and Shotzi. Yeah. So, Catanzaro, I'm not even sure whether that was a legitimate injury that she suffered this week because that looked. Yeah nasty that mm. knee stomp thing I was like that just dragged her up the ring steps across the apron and into the ring so. it was that right. and um, Brian Pillman being thrown into the corner post and then bouncing off the stairs with the two ooh of the week <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. oh and Leon, Leon Ruff going spine first into the apron upside down 
<laughs> I was just like, this is the week of nasty bumps, isn't it? Should be a new segment, the ooh moment of the week. I mean, I can. Oh, you, yeah. you could put a jingle, a jingle together, Joe. Yeah, with a load of Kenneth Williams going, Murr. yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that's it, that's it. No, I've got Viking shit to do, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't the most noteworthy. I, I didn't mind the catching like yourself. I, I don't mind it when they kind of reset a story, and especially in the lead up to WrestleMania season. No, it so, was. Like I said it's worth watching. It's just see, what, see where it goes. Yeah. It's, it's not one that'll live in the memory. But after Vengeance Day, it sort of yeah, yeah. A bit. It's hard to follow that. I mean, to be honest, I would say that in maybe not the whole COVID area, but especially the last six eight months, WWE's pay per views have actually been quite good. Like the in terms of quality of matches that are on, but they're not always storyline driven and ones that you're going to remember. But like when you watch it, most of the time you're like, "There's a, a duff here or there." But yeah, yeah, the, the, the harmless fluff. Yeah. The the issue is, and I think one of you said it before, and um, I'd done it because when I got the network, I, I rewatched all the stuff that I missed, but I didn't watch the weekly shows. You could probably kind of get away with just watching the pay per views because the uh, the promo packages beforehand are so good. That's, that's what I'm doing at the minute. I never watch. Yeah, apart from NXT, because you, you get stuff oh, going NXT, on in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that. And anything to add on Raw, Joe? Anything? I barely remember it, to be honest. Oh, about Randy Orton uh, spitting up his blood. Eating too much licorice. <laughs> I was just like, what is that? What is what is happening? Uh, it does make me think that the fiend's coming back, but in a new way. Is he going to be a news monster? What, like, ooh, like that thing that killed Tasha Yar in Next Generation? Mm. Oh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> be difficult to wrestle a Tar Monster. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, it's it's like a, a, a rebranding of it. He's not going to be with the red and black stripey trousers on and the leather jacket. It's a new a new look. He'll have black and white stripey trousers. That's Beetlejuice, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that. Can we get uh, Catherine O'Hara in to work alongside him? <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't know what's happening with that. I I was all on board for it, and it keeps going wackier and wackier. And I'm like, at some point, something needs to happen with this. Yeah, I was going to pull the trigger soon, because you'd assume it's leading to WrestleMania, yeah. which is six weeks away. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. So it's, it's usually, I think it's like the 11th, 10th of April, because it's annoying me because they've moved it back a week. It was meant to be the first weekend in April, and it's gone back to the weekend after, which is the day before I go back to work. So they've got two two nights on the row, so I'm going to be absolutely trashed by the time I go back to work. Yeah. But it's fine. It's my last You're week like at that school. So. <laughs> on your uh, 2% each beer strategy. <laughs> Oh, and it's my last week at the school, so I can uh, I can wind down <laughs> and recover Michael my sleep. Michael Scott just drinking in the office. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> maybe cut that bit from the podcast. <laughs> this is science, fine. True. But yeah, um, yeah, there wasn't much, wasn't much else going on there. NXT, I enjoyed. I, I text the group dinner, Joe, saying uh, get the tissues ready, and you told me you were way ahead, Joe. Did you shed a tear at a certain segment in NXT? I did. I did with MSK's little. Um package about them winning the Dusty Cup and uh, him doing it all for his dad who got him into wrestling and stuff. It, was, it's, it, it showed you a bit more about them and has rounded them out as sort of characters. Now we know something about them because they literally popped up out of nowhere and we didn't know anything about them. That was, and, and at least this has filled in a bit of blanks about Nash, Nash Carter, wasn't it? Because he showed the tattoo as well. Legacy lives on, and now you understand what that, that is. I was like, good, it's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the um, bizarrely. I enjoyed the Dexter Loomis Johnny Gargano thing that's going on. 
I've no idea what it is, but I like the weird sort of Stockholm syndrome uh, thing and the fact that Austin Theory is basically an idiot child. Because he just he let him eat sweets and watch cartoons all the time. So it's fucking... <laughs> I also liked the joke of the um, where the author hands in at the start. That's the way uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. And then Austin Theory went, "That should be a song." And I was like, "Fucking hell!" You know <laughs> They're doing good work, to be honest. I wasn't it's... really that that invested in them, but yeah. recently I've well, started it's, it's, started to come it's all around together, and it's all it's all going to come to a head. I enjoyed that. Uh, I like the, um, the stroking of Gargano's head at the end as well. Yeah, After he choked him, how he's good, <laughs> good, good sort of psycho work. How are we supposed to cheer him? It's weird, isn't it? Because like, is he the face? Is he the heel? He did abduct someone in a white van, which is normally like something would, that would get you in prison. But Didn't he abduct Rod, Rod, Roderick Strong as well? I think so. Yes, uh, in an earlier storyline. <laughs> so. Like in the real world, that would get you like a prison sentence, wouldn't it? And you're signing on the sex offenders register. But in wrestling world, you're allowed to come to work and there's no punishment for it. You're the good guy. And you get jerked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, opposite day. Mm. <laughs> uh, I particularly enjoyed um, Cameron Grimes's little segments. Yeah, pissing his money away. It's, it wasn't that, it was just the fact that he's so angry at Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Because he didn't even watch the end of the video. <laughs> it's so dumb, but it was yeah, it genuinely made me laugh. And the the only only other bit that I have in in my, in my notes apart from the the end match um, was Leon Ruff being checked out by the doctor, medically cleared, and then Malcolm Bivens just popped up from behind a cabinet like he was. I love this gimmick. Malcolm Bivens, more Malcolm Bivens, please. Um, it's the second week in a row he's done that. I'm like, if this is a great gimmick, it's hanging out in the medical area and <laughs> getting people who have just been cleared. He has a tunnel that leads into there. It's great, yeah. Um, I haven't watched Zoe Stark. Yeah, you've sold this episode to me. Yeah. But he did, he did it last week. Cause who was it? With? Yeah. It was with Kashida last week, wasn't it? Kashida last week. He just sort of appears out, and it's yeah, it's a good, it's a great little. Like, the NXT is doing some Thursday mornings for me, are like the best day of the week. Yeah, I get to watch two good wrestling shows with good wrestling in them and silly, silly bits in them as well. Cameron Grimes' bit is. It's constant. There's about three segments. So one with the women, the woman when he gives it to her and he keeps trying to steal it off her and she's just dribbling around him. <laughs> he can't get it off her. That's <laughs> brilliant. Very, very good. And Zoe, Zoe Stark as well. I'm gonna mention Zoe Stark. Uh, that set it up something good. That was a really good match, actually. So the only thing that didn't really do it for me was the carrying cross. Um, sort of a bit overbooked. It just, uh, I don't know. Carrying right, I, I take you this. Then I said, like, Carrying Cross needs a better finisher than just punching them in the back of the head. A clothesline to the back of the head, basically. Isn't it? It's a forearm, isn't it? Did he used to do that? Because I don't remember this move before his injury. No, he came back and did so. He's either he can't do, can't remember what he used to do beforehand, though. That's the thing. Um, but it's just rubbish. It just looks rubbish. He's a big lad. He should be doing something, you know, impressive. Dominating, yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, it's just like, eh, fall over. I wondered if it was to do with the injury because he, well, he separated his shoulder, didn't he? But he's still doing that um, Taito suplex thing, isn't he? That's still that sort of way going. It just, yeah, it just like do it face onto him, it'd look better. Yeah. Right. Just be, donkey punching someone. What are you going to say then, Butcher? I was just because where did this, because obviously I don't watch NXT every week, where did this thing with Escobar start? Because it seems a bit weird to have put the Cruiserweight champion with. 
such a heavyweight in a rivalry. Like, what, what if I missed? <laughs> uh, no, we said this a few weeks back. Escobar, we said, like, you can't be going for the belt because that would be silly. It wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Escobar came in and said, like, all these people prancing about like they're champions, playing at being champions, I think he said. Right. Uh, and Karrion Cross took that personally as a champion who only held it for three days, was it? Right. Or he had to yeah. give it up. So it feels like it's just a it's a, it's a placeholder feud while there's yeah. nothing else to do with it. Yeah, because they don't know what cruiserweight to actually push. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit weak at the moment. I think the NXT, even though pretty much the entire roster could qualify for the cruiserweight division, the actual cruiserweight division is pretty weak. Doesn't 205 Live still happen as well? Apparently. I've not watched it in a long time. So you mentioned it to me, John, that you used to watch it, and I Googled it thinking it was dead because the Cruiserweight yeah. title's on NXT, but I was like, oh, no, there's, there's still weekly shows going on. Yeah, it yeah. still showed the first couple of the women's Dusty Tournament right. live yeah. as well. It's still going. They're still taking people in. Yeah, they enjoy it. more stories, though. Fair enough. Uh, and then we have already get... mentioned it at the end. The end. Go on. Aren't we also getting an NXT development development program as well? Are we? I'm fairly sure I read this week NXT is getting a development show. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Like a TV show? I've no idea. Or like a network? Are we, are we getting like NXT back on the network? As a... Oh, God. No. Um, well, that's what I know. I'm assuming it might be just them showing the new intake of people training up so you get to know them. And I don't know, but I'm fairly, sure I, read this, fairly sure I read this week that they're getting their own well, when was it? Two, two or three years ago, they had a they had a documentary. I want to say tough enough. There, there was a documentary on the network, but it was showing all like the the developmental talent and like yeah. it was showing people getting released. I can't remember what it was called, but it was actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't tough enough. Tough enough's the contest. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I've got in my head. Um, gonna piss me off that one now but it, it was good mm-hmm. it, it showed like the behind the scenes of nxt developmental and it had like uh yeah. whatever he's called who who was albert because he's one of the trainers yeah uh, matt bloom yeah. yeah that's the one and it was showing like the board meetings when they've got to decide who to cut and all that stuff it, it was good yeah. that's well that's, yeah, that's what i read this week yeah that was, that was a bit, bit weird could, could be a could be a second season of that and then we had the uh you've already alluded to it the ending of nxt which i I thoroughly enjoyed because I wrote layers, baby, at the end of it because there was many, many layers. Um, so you've got I, there was stuff I didn't expect in it. So obviously, I thought Cole was going to come out and do this kind of typical promo, but as soon as they were playing the video showing him attacking and like the look on his face and how he couldn't even look at it, I was thinking, okay, there's a bit of nuanced emotion though. He's not just disregarding God, how many years of friendship has it been now between them. And then even his promo, he kind of acknowledged it. And what I really liked is he he acknowledged the demon that is the NXT title because he was like, that's the thing that drives me and you all know how important it is to me. And it was a nice little nod of, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice all my friends to do that. You know, Roddy getting angry, didn't expect that. No. Did not expect that at all. Didn't expect him to be attacking Cole. Um, and then obviously Bala coming in. And when Bala's music hit, there's a very, the, it, the, the camera's on Cole and his face just goes. It's like a man who's dug a hole <laughs> and he's, he's struggling to get out of it. it. It's brilliant. Like the look on his face is absolutely brilliant when Bala's music hits because all he wanted to do was come out and apologize to Kyle O'Reilly. And I left the segment believing that is what he wanted to do. It wasn't like one of those, oh, come out and then I'm going to attack you. Yeah. How did you take but, it? Well, the ending of it, uh, I was a bit like, is he just trying to take Kyle with him and put the other two off? Because, like, he was prepared to forgive him. And it was the ending bit felt a bit sort of, ha ha ha, curly moustache, dastardly heel. 
which it, it would have been to me, but because Roddy attacked Cole first, that changed it because Cole could be reacting to that because Cole, Cole whispered to him, uh, you are so stupid, Roddy, you are dead to me. And then he ripped the necklace off his neck. Yes, that was after he punched him in the nose as well. Yeah, but Roddy, Roderick attacked him first. Uh, yeah, but you would do. He's angry. He's, a, he's mad. You know, it, it's, this is why I like it. It's layers. We don't know where it's going. I was expecting Pete Dunn to show up and have a, yeah, have a pop as well. Good, yeah. uh, so it's, it's setting up this weird four, five way Go for yeah, the title now. And, and Cole saved Roderick Strong from Bala because Bala was attacking Roderick Strong. So Cole saved Roddy. Roddy's attacked Cole and then Cole's flipped out at Roddy. I think the attack on Cole was meant to be an accident. Yeah. Um, like he hit him by mistake. I think that's the way I took it because I think he came off the ropes, didn't he? And, and, and like clotheslined him or whatever. But I genuinely think in the in the melee and confusion of it all, he did it on accident, and Coles took that as an excuse to, to to sort of let it all out. I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, that, that's a nice thing because there's different ways to. to there's so to many ways it. it can go now. Quite often, it's a also one dimensional. Yeah, it's it, and also that title is is pretty much anyone's at the moment who wants to go for it because there's there's a lot of talented people gunning for that, and yeah. everyone's got their own weird angle and sort of uneasy friendships and alliances and um, what's the word i'm looking for alliances there we go sorry you got Elias on the brain. i just remembered that elias was in that uh opening match at thingy for no reason yeah because he did nothing uh <laughs> hate elias almost <laughs> as much as i hate matt riddle uh yeah no it was uh it's good sorry if we spoiled it for the rest of you there still trying to find the name of that show just um, i was just trying to look it up as well i couldn't find it. I find it but while i was scrolling through joe um you may not have come across this but it's on the network it is right up your alley southpaw regional wrestling oh yeah yeah <laughs> joe, you'll love you, it you, yeah. you need to go and watch that all right I'll do it's that. on the network I'll, I'll put that on while i'm dual screening uh, my viking stuff <laughs> Oh, this will need your full attention. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I think I need to uh, finish it actually. Um, I'm in the back. Then. I watched it and I was like, "What the hell is uh, what the hell is is this?" Breaking ground. Breaking ground. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Your iPad up on the toilet. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Joe, it's it's proper up your street. It's uh, it's brilliant. I um, But yeah, that's uh, it's it's nonsense wrestling. Yeah, boy. It's the best kind. <laughs> but we've, I can't even... It's not a very WWE thing, is it? It's, it blew my mind to think WWE actually made this. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting John Cena to dress up in the ways he did as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yes, John. Go and watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Other than AEW, did anyone watch any other shows this week? So I know we try and uh, watch. Yes. Uh, I'm going to call it my highlight of the week because I've not written one down on our thing. Uh, Ring of Honor was great again. Um it went back a bit more to like the pre-pandemic format this week. It felt more like an episodic TV show than it has done for a while. We had the three matches rather than the two. And th- there's no one outstanding moment, but it's just consistently a very good show at the moment. And it's only ever like 50 minutes long, an hour. And it's just nice and easy to watch. Yeah. And the Mexi-, Mexi squad returned this week, which means Bandido was on your television. And Bandido is one of the best things in wrestling at the moment. I think I think I sent a clip of him to you all a while back, uh, where he came out and came out with a giant sombrero on. Sounds vaguely familiar, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's just he's brilliant. Because um, is this racist? Well, <laughs> 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 uh, no, he's very good. Uh, I re- recommend watching anything with Bandido involved. Um, 
But my big news of the week and why I'm in mourning is Hiromu Takahashi is going to be out for up to six months. And I don't know now how to have a highlight of the week. Yeah. Like how many, like, I've maybe done like half of the shows that we've done podcasts <laughs> and I'd say half of them, my highlight of the week has been him. <laughs> so now I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do with wrestling. He's been, he's just been so good for like the last year. And he, he came back after breaking his neck. He'd been out, I think it was nearly two years and then he's just been absolutely brilliant for a year and a bit since then. And now he's gone again. Bloody pectoral muscle. But he did come out, he relinquished the title wearing the best suit you'll ever see in your life. It's, is it? Is it better than Thingy's full leather suit the other week? Seth Rollins. Is, Seth Rollins' is full cow. Which think is of, with another great one as well. If, if you think of the most opposite suit to that one, possible this was the brightest colors all right right it was it's just beyond ridiculous it's brilliant suit but yeah he relinquished the title and now we'll end up with fucking el fantasmo as the champion who's one of the most annoying see you next tuesdays on the planet but i do love him on commentary i'm gonna say i like his commentary yeah yeah (laughs) in ring he does me head in though but don't you have a big sombrero you'd love? Uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, well, that, that's my news for the week. Yeah. Any Anyone else watch any of the shows? AEW then? Good good show again. It felt very much like uh, it was a week early, this show, for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. It felt very much like a, uh, a go-home <laughs> show, but we've still got a week to go, so Lord knows what's going to happen next week. <clears throat> well, and, and Shaq, you... that's what's going to happen oh, next Christ, week. Oh, Christ, Shaq, forgetting about that. Isn't isn't the um we may as well blend this news into it then? Obviously the news of a uh, Paul White joining AEW. Isn't isn't he meant isn't he meant to be on Dynamite next week? Yes, he'll be coming on to a bit. So Which is where that. you also think Shaq is going to be on. <clears throat> no, Shaq is definitely next week. Yeah, the match is next week, isn't match it? Next week. Uh, Cody Gosh. and Red Velvet. That's mm. Jade Gargill and Shaq, which as good as Cody is, I don't think he can carry Shaq. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of carrying going on in there for Cody because Red Velvet's good. Red Velvet's good, but she's not like experienced. No, yeah, you can't you can't expect her to carry Jade Cargill. Surely, she wrestled. Like, Jade we've never seen Jade Cargill wrestle. We, we've seen her do like one suplex, I think, in a promo package. Most of it, the promo packages have been like basketball, though. Oh, that was this week. Yeah, we saw her do a suplex. Yeah, yeah. watching and applauding. I was like. Mm. Who are you to judge, Shaq? Yeah. <laughs> we all remember Shaq Fu. Yes, we do. Terrible. Not cover this again. <laughs> God, I hate that. Um, do you reckon that's going to main event next week? No, I don't think it is. I think it's. Uh, surely not. It'll be like sort of somewhere in the mid card. Didn't that Tyson and Jericho segment main event dynamite back in the day? Oh, Christ. That was worth it, though, for just that moment where he couldn't rip his shirt off. <laughs> Jericho's laughing. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. right into his face. Such <laughs> <Except laughs> a man. If Shaq has a moment as funny as that, I'll be happy. Why did they never have the match? Did COVID? I, I, COVID I don't, I don't want to say robbers of that match, but it was clearly <laughs> going to Jericho and Tyson, wasn't it? And COVID mm. happened. Yeah, it was supposed to be the like the, the blow-off from the thing that happened in WWE all those years ago, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, nobody wants to see Mike Tyson wrestle. No. No. It's fine. They replaced him with Shaq, and here we are. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. No! <laughs> I can't remember the, but no. I'm sure they said what the main event was for the next 
<laughs> As always, they tell you what's coming up next week, which is a lovely touch. But um, I'm a bit concerned about the size of the Revolution card. That was like eight matches been announced. That's uh, standard AEW pay per view card. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's like up to ten matches after <clears throat> sort of Vengeance Day, which was what nice solid two, two hours, two and a bit hours, <clears throat> and even the Elimination it, Chamber was like two and a half. It, it's like I appreciate I, I, that you're banging a lot of yeah. stuff in there for people. But I'm tired. It's <laughs> four in the morning, and we're not even at the main event yet. It's... I, I've said this since uh, oh, since the start that I, I like the takeover model. They choose the five best stories and they put them on. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And it, they're no longer than three hours, two to three hours. Why is... Whereas AEW has kind of gone WrestleMania with every single one. Yeah. Because they have less, and you can understand it. They're like, oh, we want to put everyone on, but it's not what a pay-per-view should be. It should be. Do they have less than the takeovers, though? There's not that many takeovers. That is true, yeah. Four. Either you have four pay-per-views. Four a year. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's right. Takeovers aren't a monthly thing there. Oh, no, no, no. no. By tri-monthly, aren't they? So um, WWE that has one a month, basically. Because I've noticed as well in the... Post-COVID era, WWE's pay-per-views have become shorter. They very, very rarely go over three hours now, as you've just alluded to. But they, they very rarely do, and they they used to regularly hit four hours, and it was oh, a yeah. drag. It was a slog. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess if you've got them once a month, though. You can keep them down three hours. But if you only got them once a three month, I guess you've got to put a lot more endings to stories and and stuff into the thing that AEW do. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, does yeah. the best friends and and Miro need to be at Revolution? Has that been? As but long but you just said take takeovers aren't a monthly thing. They're they're every two months there. Yeah, they're always five matches. Yeah, it, it's just how slight. It's eight matches, and I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be another one drop in there as well. Yeah, there'll be some, yeah. and obviously some like, will be ooh, on the buy-in. Ooh, but I, I feel I feel like with the with the takeover model, it's kind of like competition within the in the roster because they always know that that's how many matches they'll be on. So it's like, well, you go out over the next two months, you prove your story deserves to end on the pay per view. Yeah. If it doesn't, you're going to end it on an NXT weekly show. Um, but it will still be. I'm interested for Revolution because last year's was. Epic. Yeah, we've talked about one it a of the few best pay per views for a long time, wasn't it? Revolution last year, unbelievable. Yeah, I have high hopes for it. I'm just concerned about the length. So yeah, yeah. Right, Michael. The <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hangman, hangman. Uh, again. that was a very good match. That's I thought. Match. Yeah. I love, I love the dark order outside chanting hangman, hangman. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have a theory. Are we going to get blood and guts, but with dark order? And Matt team Matt Hardy. This is like the second time you've said we're we getting <laughs> yeah. blood and guts. You keep changing the teams I, that are going to be in blood it. blood and guts, man. I was promised blood and guts. We're never going to get the, the one that we were promised because that's the like part and- now. Yeah, I do feel like blood and guts is coming. Like every single rivalry seems to be ramping up, doesn't it, at the moment? Because like, he's yeah. added TH2 to his roster for some reason. Mm. Um, so there's five. And then I'm very glad of if it gets TH2 more TV tanks. I think yeah. they're great. Yeah. When he came out and he came out and he's backflipping Jack Evans, and I'm like, what are they doing there? And I was like, oh no, he offered him cash last week, didn't he? Yeah. He's on the payroll now, yeah. Which he gave uh, on BTE, didn't he? He gave them the money. Mm. Yeah, well, they were, he was just casually, Jack Evans was just, just doing handstands backstage. <laughs> I yeah. that's what he just does, yeah. Um, have you, did you watch the Matt Hardy little promo bit where he's just like, give me money so I can buy a big shed to put all my money in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he opened the kitchen drawer and money just fell out. <laughs> I've got too much money. It's becoming a burden. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, Adam Page. Now, I don't know. I can see him becoming 
at least joining Dark Order. Maybe not leading, because I don't really think they need a leader. Well, they almost said yes on BTE, didn't they? Mm. He said he, they'd be friends with them. Yeah. yeah. Right. And oh. they'll hang out with them. John I think he was like, what, what were they chanting? Fo- hang Rang Fox. Hang Rang Fox. See, I, I, I was... <laughs> I was watching this on Tuesday. I'm, I'm in work on a Tuesday, and I was watching it on the big screen while I was working. How and then have I re- not been fired for? A- I realized like <laughs> no, there's no no kids in there. That Neither I was no. I'm free, but then I realized like next door, like the year eight bubble was there. I was like, is the door shut? Because I had to turn the volume down. So I was like, Hang man, fuck. So I was like, I can't let anyone. <laughs> John Silver, um, I've got your back, Hangman. Your sexy back, or whatever it was. Yeah, and he'll run off to see his penis while he has a wee. It's just good. I mean, yeah. What I did appreciate from the Hangman match, and this goes back to our finishers pod, he won with a signature. Was it yeah, the dead, dead shot? shot. Yeah. Dead shot yeah. Very often the dead eye. Yeah. Yeah. Dead I eye. love that. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. he doesn't do it very often. He normally finishes with the the buckshot lariat. Yeah, mm. I like that. More of that. Does the dead eye? Yeah. More, more of that. I think it was different ways. It's just such a lovable story, isn't it? Like I can't remember a story that that makes me feel so much just happiness. I'm sure I've said in before, wrestling. If you look back to where the Dark Order were at the mm. start of the pandemic, so like a year yeah, ago, th- this time last year, they were still we're... wearing the goofy Silver mm. and Reynolds were still wearing the masks. Um, they were still spooky perverts. I think the Creepers were still a thing, creepers were they? Probably, I think they were more jobbers then because, yeah, you did yeah. random jobbers into our yeah. I think Ten had appeared by now, didn't he? And stuff, yeah, I think so. Awesome, yeah, but yeah, they were still an evil sort of faction. Mm. And now if you look at them, the the the, well, the best thing in, in professional yeah. wrestling in a long time. I love it. Yeah, may as well. That's what I was gonna say. It's it's fantastic. It's just such a different story to what you're used to in wrestling, oh, isn't it? Yeah, lovable goofballs. Yeah. But with their own sort of I don't know, sort of unique it's very much my gang sort of yeah. um, unique personalities. So I, it's like a self-help group, isn't it? Essentially. <laughs> that's a, that's like, what the original yeah. sign-up sheet thing was. Yeah. Well, are you tired of losing and join mm. the Dark Order? And they moved them away from the satanic part of it and just yeah. made them like a fucking losers club. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like they sent everyone who uh, signed up to that thing an email recently, didn't they? I didn't yeah. sign up to it. <laughs> um, I, I, I've not got around to reading it, but I, I, I did get says, it. Congratulations, you've joined the Dark Order. Your application has been processed. P.S. If this is Hangman's email, please get back to us. <laughs> yeah, and it also helps that they can all go in the ring as well. Yeah, there's, not, a good, uh, there's not a slouch in there. No. Uh, five getting thrown off the thing, so Matt Hardy's now going to try and systematically take them out one at a time. It's it's a feud. Hardy needs something to do since he can't do his Damascus thing that he's trying to do. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd say, um, John, you've got your highlight of the week is from Dynamite here as well. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's a uh, the main event. Uh, Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer. Just because I can watch Ray Phoenix go all day. Yeah, he's the man defies physics. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. I think there's a point where like Archer throws him into the turnbuckle and he like lands on it. Just yeah. how. Um, but it starts really well with like so they tag together a bit, and he knows some, you know, each other's moves, and he's like countering the hook kick and all that. And there's a, a part where um, Ray jumps over Jake Roberts and hits him yeah. in the head, uh, and then it becomes like Lance Archer just dominating and then forgetting he's against Ray and like putting him on a turnbuckle, and Ray just has to like a crazy Spanish fly off it or something, mm. or, or like sprints across the ropes and kicks him in the head. Yes. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Ray Phoenix only has one speed in it. It's just hundred mile an hour. Yeah, no, there's no slowdown in it. 
he's either dead on the floor or like backflipping through the air. I'm also liking the fact he's trying to beat his own records for uh, uh, suicide dives as well. Like, yeah. He will get into the crowd without hitting the barrier. He was so close this week, weren't he? Oh, so like, close. Hell, son. Commit so to it. Yeah, that's fine. Seriously hurt himself if he lands wrong on that. Oh, no. Yeah. He splits the legs. He's made stuff. of like that stretch, uh, stretch Armstrong stuff. Because, <laughs> yeah. There's this um, bit where uh, Archer suplexes him and he like flies across the ring like a ragdoll. <laughs> it's just insane. Great stuff. Um, Do you think yeah. he could be a singles champion within AEW? Oh yeah, yeah. For me. Both of them could pentagon pentacle as well. I think not, he's been out injured though, hasn't he? So mm. for a long while. Just mean in, the, in the future, because they're both phenomenal. So that should be his return form. Because they've not actually been a tag team for that long. They, they, they were only a tag team for a year or so before AEW started. They'd always been singles guys. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, they've just been stuck as a tag team since coming to AEW. But I, 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 Penta would be a great champion for me. And but so would Phoenix as well. He's they're, they're brilliant. TNT as well, isn't it? Like, they'd be good at that as well. It's, it's yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that. I particularly enjoyed um, the Barcy Blondes this week. I really like them, yeah, uh, and the Team Taz stuff. Purely because A, Ricky Starks has really grown on me as the week's grown on. Uh, it's just when he sort of tripped, he's doing the jumping over the ropes, bouncing in between, and he trips over him, goes out of the ring, sells while he comes and, and jumps on him. It was just a really nice thing. Rather than just standing there like a plug waiting to catch him, he sort of sold it a bit. And it was, yeah, uh, the horrible spine into the poke. I mean, Brian Cage apparently is a very safe pair of hands, but he makes it look like it frigging hurts, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Uh, and then we got, but yeah, I never really paid attention to Barcity Blondes before, but uh, on, my, on my radar. Yeah, I really like them, yeah. I think Griff Garrison, like when I first saw him in on Dark, you could tell there was something, he was still yeah, very yeah. green, but you could tell there's something there. Brian Pillman has been a safe bet on the Indies for a few years now. It was the it was the thing that really it was the uh, middle rope sort of baseball slide that he did. I was like, mm. that was beautiful. That was really nice, just smooth pace. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, we also got actual Sting doing something this week. Yep. Yes. Yeah, cool. Which I was very happy about. Uh, I also like the fact that Hook's getting involved now. <laughs> I am waiting uh, for the day when Hook locks in the transmission on someone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, just while you mentioned Cage, there, have you seen the uh, the weekly Impact advert this week? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I oh is that the one they got like half the locker room? Yeah, yeah. Tony well, Khan's like this is like four percent of my yeah. roster, and it's better. When, than when I was champ, <laughs> when I was champion in Impact, was the last time the company was relevant. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> "I need to find these weekly adverts because it's brilliant." Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, but Sting doing the Stinger Splash. Doing a uh, Scorpion Death Drop, nice stuff. Yeah, still got it. I'm concerned about what this 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 street fight's going to be. I still believe it's going to be cinematic. That was what I was about to say. It concerns me, but it might not be. I'm, I'm, bit... I'm feeling like it's not going to be as the he weeks go bit, on. He was a bit puffed yeah. out, weren't he? Who, who thinks it will be? So you think it will be Joe Butcher? Do you think it's going to be a cinematic? No, not a chance. No, I think it's going to be live now. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be, but now I'm. I'm betting on live. I'm happy either way. Again, I just don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. But he's, thing- older, he, he's still working safe. He, he, you know, he knows his limits. I'm assuming Derby will be taking the silly bumps. 
Yeah. I think that's a safe assumption. Worry is, though, it's not a normal tag, though, is it? So that everyone's active at the same. So it's not like Darby can carry the weight and then Sting can come in, do his bit, and then go out. It's everyone's active, aren't they? Am I wrong in that? Are they going to do a bit? So it will be, yeah. To try and protect him, are they going to do a bit where he gets injured early and then makes the save at the end, like comes back, he gets stretched out? Save it for Uh, next predictions. That could happen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll log it in now as an official prediction. <laughs> I was going to forgot. <laughs> yeah, bonus, bonus point for being a week ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Triple points. I need, I, to, I need to. Uh, I'm to playing up. my Joker then. What is he doing? <laughs> in rules, are we? Need to update the uh, scorecard. So. Um, I got a point this week. Hoorah! Did. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else from Dynamite? Oh, um, I'm kind of invested in the Young Bucks MJF thing now as well. Yeah. After um, Papa Buck did some tremendous acting with the pasta sauce on his head, so much pasta. If he'd lost that much blood, you would be <laughs> unconscious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just uh, some really shitty heel work from the pair of them, which is what I've wanted them to do for a long time. To be honest, it was St- establishing the books as the proper babyface because they, they they had kind of had a weird bit when they kind of looked heel. And then you were kind of like, oh, are they heel? And this was just very firmly now. been up and down for a long while. What I also liked as well, because if you watch BTE, there's quite a little, there's quite a big segment outside that same truck. Yeah. And it was kind of paying off that in a weird way. Just like the fact that he was bashed up against that. They're doing doing Lord's work. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, The only thing that was a bit sort of weird was the Jake Hager-Brandon Cutler match didn't really need to be there. Nyla Rose, Britt Baker. Again, uh, Nyla Rose, whoever they put her in the ring with, yep. comes out looking like a million dollars. I was surprised that Baker lost. Yeah, oh, I thought dude. we were going to get Thunder Rose and Baker. I think we're getting Riho Rose, the rubber band match. Yeah. They're currently one-on-one, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, um, stories to tell. And we also had the... I think this wants to feed into Ellis's uh, rant about AW women. Just, just before you go on to that, John, what was the highest rated segment of, of the Wednesday night this week? I believe it was Nyla Rose and Britt Baker, Ellis. Why do you ask? Just, just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> I just want to say that the other side of it, um, Yuka Sakazawi, who I am obsessed with the theme tune. Yes. Um, you can't get it on Spotify and stuff, so I've had to like download it off YouTube and then transfer it over to my... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. It makes you feel like you've taken drugs. I said it's like the the, the highest stage on Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so oh, wow. insane. I've not felt like Dance Dance Revolution in like 15 years. <laughs> Do you know, I hadn't done, but it got. I was reading Ready Play 2 this week and it got mentioned in that. <laughs> like everything gets mentioned in that. It's like a well, yeah. Throw every mention of everything we can think of in, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, Yuka Sakazawi against oh is it Amy Sakura? No, she fought Amy Sakura and lost. Oh, yeah. sorry. In a very very good match, actually. I especially like the fact that uh, her proteges came out and they all did weird queen bit. <laughs> yes, that was good. Kong versus Ryu Mizunami. Oh yeah, it was the two two sort of hoss lasses. Yeah. Um, and that was again those two really really good matches. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I haven't got around to watching it yet this week's one. Uh, um, they've got Taz on commentary, which sort of ruined it a bit, to be honest. Because <laughs> as much as I love him on Dark, I really just enjoyed what Excalibur did last week. Yeah, yeah it was great. It was, it, uh, it was fantastic. Oh, um, Ty Conti and Maya Rose is a good match as well. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then we had also um, Britt Baker 
against because uh, supposed Jay, to be Jay, Jay's injured, it? so it was Maddie Renkin Renkinowski. Was it been? I don't know. It's one of Thunder Rose's Thunder Rose's pupils, I think. Yeah. I mean, as soon as that happened, you were like, oh, "Okay, well, this is <laughs> this is going nowhere, isn't it?" Uh, so yeah. So um, on Bleacher Report and YouTube on Sunday, I think it is. Or was it Monday? We get uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus uh, Ryu Ibanami, which I'm thinking it's going to be Yuka against Nyla Rose, and Yuka's going to win it. That's just me because I, I thought I'm, from the start, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, I thought from the start she'll be the winner myself. Yeah, definitely. After after Maki Ito went out, I was like, "Well, I know where I know where I'm putting all my coins behind now." <laughs> boo, boo, Maki Ito. Yeah, well, we've got like a weird uh, six tag person match. six person tag match, so that should be interesting if nothing else. Because the intros alone will take forty five minutes. Yep. They've all got to come out and do the bit, haven't they? I love it. It was great. And Ito has promised to break Huda's nose, so that's good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Making friends. It's yeah. It's great. Uh, I mean, Alice, if you want to go into the fact that why is it on Bleacher Report and YouTube? Well, if you watch last, not watch, listen to last week's show, I had a bit of a rant about the fact that they only they weren't showing many matches on Dynamite and didn't really highlight the YouTube segment on Dynamite. Um, and then I, I kind of lost it at the weekend when I found out that uh, Thunder Rosa versus Rio was going to be on Bleacher Report. Like, to me, that, that, that could main event Dynamite. Yep. How, how, how do you feel about that? Like, hundred percent. I don't want this to be my like five minute run here, so I want to bring you guys in. That, that, that's a that that that's a main event of dynamite, and I thought they're using the best of the women to promote themselves through other brands. Yeah, which pissed yep. me off. The, pissed me off. The, the problem with doing that is that they've they've not convinced their fan base that their women's division is to be gone and like watched yet. Like they needed, they need a match like that to be on Dynamite. Absolutely, because so far there's so much backlash against the women's division. Majority of people aren't going to go out of the way to watch it. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I sent you the stats last this week of first round of the Yoshi side of the tournament received like half the views that a regular week's worth of Dark does, which yep. is shocking, really. It was was like an hour as opposed to the three hours that Dark is. (laughs) And Dark gets on Fight TV as well, another thing. So Dark has more views. Particularly the Yoshi stuff is so different from what the American audience is used to watching that they're not, like I say, they're not going to go out of the way to watch it. No. They need need more of an introduction on Dynamite. And and none of it is going to have been shown on Dynamite. So when I found found out that uh, this Bleach report was happening, uh, they'd actually revealed the whole schedule um, in terms of what was going to be shown where. So the only matches out of the 15 from the entire tournament that will be shown on Dynamite, uh, we've had uh, Layla versus Thunder Rosa, which was a good match. We had uh, D versus Rio, which was outstanding. I think that was on last week, wasn't it? Yeah. We've got the semi-final between Brit and Nyla. And, you know, thank our lucky stars, we get the final of the US bracket versus the Japanese bracket. So we... We are not getting any of the Joshi stuff on nope. a main on a dynamite. Nope. So they showed I, I watched it notes this week, they showed like a thirty second, maybe a minute long clip. Yep. yep. That didn't which, didn't really show it in a great light, to be honest. Which they did the week before. Last week when I was arguing, they should have just took ten minutes of the best match and showed it and just yeah. exposed the the audience I to I that. I genuinely thought they showed more last week, but I went back and rewatched it and no, it was literally like a minute, minute and a half if that. So 
so angry last week. <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like I said, I've, I've, I've said last week, well, I think they might be trying to get more eyes on it. And then having looked at the, the view stats of it, you're like, it hasn't worked. Yeah. I said no. the same. I was thinking maybe it being free and available worldwide, more people to watch it, but it's like, not, no. Fairly sure. Didn't like uh, Deeb and Riho get most eyes on it of that dynamite? Oh, it's a big surprise. It it, I think so. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah. Demographics and all that bullshit, but Well they said this week that article you sent, John, it was the it was the I hate comparing the NXT ratings, but that's what they do. It's it was the biggest difference of the whole night when that match was on between Nyla Rose and Britt. So you've got a tournament with fifteen matches in and only four of them are gonna have been shown on Dynamite. Um, and I, I did a little bit, of, a, a lot of digging. I went down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to, I'll, I'll come back to women in general. But I went through every single tournament that AEW have ever held. Okay, can you remember the tournaments they've held? Uh, no, nope. the women's the tag, tag. TNT women's tag. original TNT title. Yep. Um, there was a tag team one at some point, I think. Was there? Kicked oh, yeah, off, like kicked off Dynamite, yeah. pretty much, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're the main ones. So you had tag team tag title tournament, uh, which kind of started before Dynamite began. Yeah. Uh, it started on like the pay per views before it, like the Fight Fest and the Fight for the Fallen, and then Dynamite. Every single match was either on one of the pre-Dynamite pay per views or on Dynamite. Um, finished on the Jericho Cruise. You had the TNT tournament, which uh, Always on Dynamite, final on double or nothing. In fact, on one episode of Dynamite, April the... Oh, actually, no, not on one episode. They had a couple of matches on one Dynamite just from that tournament. Um, and then they had the... Uh, I forgot about this one. The AEW title eliminator, which was a really, really a tiny one. You had Penta versus Phoenix, Omega versus Sunny Kiss, Colt yeah, versus Page. Yeah. Not so long back, yeah. It's when Omega mm. started his, his knobhead turn, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah the final was Omega Page, wasn't it? It was a three-week one, yeah, leading up to full gear. So it was like dynamite, dynamite, full gear. Um, again, every single one. Every single tournament they've done, tag titles, TNT, AEW, all been on a dynamite or a pay-per-view. Women's tag, YouTube, the final was on dynamite. Women's tournament... Four matches out of what did I say? Fifteen are being shown on Dynamite, so they've not done it to any of the other tournaments. What's that? So why are they doing it? To the it speaks for itself, doesn't it? It does. Um, and then I, then I, then I went a little bit deeper. Uh, I'm going to credit ProWrestlingFandom.com here. My stats. I, I spent two hours counting this myself. <laughs> so if the numbers are one or two off here, then <laughs> forgive me. So I looked through from the start of Dynamite. And I think there's been about 70, 74 episodes now. I look through every single card that they have had since the start in October uh, 2019. Everything and all I right count. At home, Alex. Again? Everything all right at home? It's, I, I did it while watching Dynamite. I was oh. getting pissed off. <laughs> Just, right? No, it's what lockdown does. But it was, it was quite an interesting thing. brother in law. <laughs> Yeah. And that, to be honest, that's, <laughs> that's all I did. And then I thought, well, yeah. I, th- then I did the same for NXT from the same point. Okay. So my question to you is, so we've had 23 pre-COVID Dynamite shows, 51 post-Dynamite shows. In total, how many women's matches do you think have been on Dynamite? Um, 30. Before, before we do this, though, I would like to say that their women's roster is nowhere near as strong. Oh, no, I meant to actually start so this with that. That needs to be like a brackets, you know. Yep. Um, 
But okay, I would also I, say I, a lot I, of the NXT women's roster have only got strong because they've been exposed. Yeah, but no, but like especially sort of post COVID, uh, been a lot of injury out there and in Japan and, and whatnot. So it limits your roster. You're not going to. I remember at the start of it, it was basically like Nyla Rose every week, weren't it? Yeah, the yeah. women's roster was decimated yeah. at the start. Well, no, knowing you were coming in with that, that's why I split my uh, my facts well, into pre-COVID and post-COVID. All right. <laughs> I knew you were going to say. I'm, I'm not. Couldn't travel. I'm not. I'm not trying to trying to trying to justify it or whatever because I think that yeah, the women on um, AW get severely mistreated. Um, 70, 74 episodes of Dynamite. So how many women? Or what's the average about? Five, it's not bad five, to be honest. Five six matches. Uh, you're going to get at least one a week. Aren't one you? a week. Yeah. Occasionally there'll be two. I'm going to say hundred. Okay. I'll say hundred and one actually. Ooh. Oh. I'm going to go slightly yeah. last. Yeah, I'm going to go, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. 92. 92. 92. Yeah, 85, I'll go lower than Butcher. Okay, so in 74 episodes, there has been 73 women's matches. Oh, that's really? So, so way less lower. Than one. Less than one a week. Now, pre-COVID, there was not one show out of the 25 in which there wasn't a women's match, but and there was um, two shows where there was more than one. Um, which kind of backs up your point, Joe, about less women being able to travel. They had one main event, uh, which was, I don't remember this, uh, Shida, Big Swole, Shana, and Yuka Saki, Sakazaki in a fatal four-way. Yeah. That was very early on, I think, wasn't really it? Really early on that, yeah. That's, that's the, I'll say this now, that's the only main event that women have ever had on a Dynamite in the 70, 74, 74 shows or so. Um Post-COVID, they had three shows in which no women featured. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna prefix this. I don't mind that because I'm all for whoever deserves to be on the show dessert. Like what Becky Lynch said, I don't want to be the main event because I'm a woman. Yeah. I want to be the main yeah. event because it's the best story. But what I did find interesting is two of them shows, the reason there was no women on, this was on the 22nd and the 27th of April 2020. Do you know why they weren't on the show that week? Guessing no, because yeah. the time was dedicated to the TNT title tournament. Oh, okay. Sausage party. Okay. <laughs> so you're telling me they can't put the women on for their I'm own tournament? No, no, <laughs> but this, this is what AEW are telling us. Because to go back to what Dave Meltzer said, the reason oh. they're doing the reason they're doing the bleacher report is because apparently that will allow them to do longer matches as opposed to having a dynamite match, which to me is utter bullshit. Yeah. If you want them to have longer matches, you let them have longer matches. Yeah, you're in charge of your thing. We don't, we don't need to see Jake Hager versus Brandon Cutler. We don't need to see Orange Cassidy versus Lee. Hey, I'm a big Brandon Cutler fan. I'm a, I'm a huge now. Brandon Cutler fan. But <laughs> oh, sure. But is he, where did that match come is, from? Is, is he dynamite worthy? Yeah, no. No, it came from the week before where Brandon Cutler came out and got clotheslined by Jake Hager. That's a match worthy, apparently, as opposed to putting uh, Emi Sakura versus Yuka Sakazawi on there. It's, it's, yeah, yeah they, it's mad. They could make space for it. Yeah, that, that to me was one of, when I was doing this data, one of the most interesting things that two of the shows and women haven't appeared on is to make space for the, a tournament, which is my big gripe at the moment that the women aren't using, getting yeah, their tournament featured. Should be the focus. Um, I also, it's slightly unfair because tag team matches are heavily used in all things, but going into AEW, they said they wanted to make it the best tag team division, which I would say they have done. 
Yeah. Um, yep. And but they they have also constantly for months said they want to make the women's division the best. So you've got two divisions that they're saying they want to make the best. Now, obviously, they've not got the WWE talent that they've got, which we we started this off with. Yeah. Um, I was counting the number of tag matches that they also have had on Dynamite, and in the course of Dynamite's history, they have had 160 tag team matches. Yeah, um, I can believe it. There's at least two a week. Exactly. Yeah, eleven of them did have women in as well. So they've kind of backed up what they've said in terms of the tag team matches. But for me, they've not really. And it's not about the fact that they most of the women are getting on average a match a week. But a lot of the matches, when you're looking at them, it had the time next to it as well. A lot of the matches are the shortest on the show. Oh yeah, like yeah. One minute, two minutes, like for some of them. And that's what kickstarted the whole backlash against WWE that they. They did a very similar match on Raw the other week. I can't. It had a Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose in, and it was like one of their matches where they just came out, and it was like a minute and a half and done. And it very much reminded me of when that hashtag um, started about giving the chance. Um, Naomi and Lana. That felt like a, like two minutes. Yeah, for me, the main roster is going backwards. Main, the main roster is going backwards with the women. Exactly. Um, yeah. This this isn't a dig on, on on a huge thing on AEW and WWE is the best. NXT is brilliant. They've got a stat roster. The main roster has gone backwards outside of Sasha, Sasha and Bailey, basically, yeah. um, for me. Um, so NXT, which obviously has got a lot. So we've said 73 matches in that time period for women on Dynamite. How many matches do you think NXT has had with women? Double. And I must say as well, these aren't all matches with like known stars. These are matches with people who are green and being so given a chance as well. 73 match time frame. Um, yes, yeah, I've done it over the same time period, so yeah, it's yeah, roughly yeah. the same number yeah. of shows. Uh, yeah, double, double, 146. <laughs> exactly, double. 200, mm. 201, yeah. 160. <laughs> as much as that, uh, 131, so... Oh, I wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were closest there. I mean, but, under Price's yeah. right rules, you would have won. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. Well, just <laughs> without going over, you're lonely, a little man going up with me. <laughs> <laughs> But again, I expected that because, as you said, Joe, they're, they're, they've got a deeper roster, yes. etc. But 17 of their matches have main evented NXT. Yeah, but they've got the talent to warrant it being a main event. But when you yeah. look at some of the matches that have been that that have been on these shows, then they're, they're not ones that jump out to you. They've they've they're giving people a chance. They've had 52 episodes of NXT have had more than one women's match. So they've had an established match, and then they've had a match versus people that are green. Like, look at this week. You had, what was uh, Eo? Who was it that she faced? Zoe Stark. Stark. Zoe Stark's second match on NXT, yeah, and she Zoe got to Stark go with the... Is, is talented, though, and he's, he's coming from elsewhere. She is, but she was still... And it wasn't the perfect match. There were some moments where you could tell, like, the, the chemistry wasn't there, yeah, there was but little, she was still little, exposed little to it. And you had... You've got eight episodes of NXT where there was three women's matches, which is over did half you, the card. Did you look at Dark? No, because I've got no interest in looking at Dark because that's not on TV. No. I, which is my argument. Just, just, I know it was just the, purely, the casual just, fan ain't watching Dark. I'm having a go, Cav. God, he's on his 12, he's on 14%, now, isn't he? <laughs> um, just be drinking mess out the bottles. Not even gone to the 12%, yeah, that's coming now. <laughs> oh, Christ. He's like, is it like two drink Amy? He's like Amy dance pants, and then we're going to be like... Um, no, it's just because I know that women get a lot more stuff on dark, but yeah, like you say, uh, no one's going to be looking that up unless they're interested in, in, in main roster. And yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I think that 
I'm not making excuses for AEW. I think their women's division has suffered because it wasn't particularly big to start with, and a lot of it was borrowed yeah. from Pan and sort of other promotions. And then when they lost Chris Statlander, Britt Baker early on in the COVID era, didn't they? I did like this week when Nyla Rose said, I'm going to break her leg again. I yeah. like, yay! <laughs> um, okay, who, who was left then? Uh, Rio was in Japan. No, uh, so, sorry, who was left for TV? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Nyla. Yeah, Nyla Rose. Big who, did, who did do a lot of stuff early on. Oh, yeah, it was revolved yeah. around her, doesn't it? Revolved it? around her for a long time, but I think people just got a bit bored of watching her crush people. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there's nothing... So right at the start of the pandemic, they taped a bunch of matches, a bunch of shows right back to back, didn't they? Yeah. So I wonder if that's why. Yeah, you had you had Cheetah obviously still there. You had Big Swole, Big Swole, Penelope Ford, and that was pretty much your women's division, I think, was it early on? I'm trying to think, is anyone else? Oh, Brandy. Yeah, she was. Uh, and the bunny. Sheeda was there, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Sheeda, yeah, yeah. So okay. you, had, you had a pretty limited, limited. And that's when you started, they started pulling in like your Anna Jays, didn't they? And your Red Velvets and stuff then. Anna Jay was, went from Dark to Main Roster in the space of a week. She, she had her first match on Dark. She'd only ever had six matches or something, was it? Didn't she have to sub into a pay per view or something? Because, um, yeah. yeah. She, got injured. she faced Sheeta, didn't she? For the title, it was like a sixth match ever or something like that. Trial by fire, that in it. But but again, it, it goes back to point because Tony Khan on the AEW Unrestricted the podcast, yes. and he was praising her about how she made that step up and she proved to the world what a good wrestler she was, and he was glad everyone got to see it. Well, give the other people a chance to do that. Yeah, yeah, yep. you're preaching but, to the choir, Ellis. Oh, I know you are. I'm, I'm just spouting <laughs> out because to me, it's the one part where we've always criticised, but their actions consistently don't match the words which keep coming out of their mouths. Yep. Yes. And uh, Kenny did an interview which was quite interesting this week, um, and he was he was talking about that's his goal, obviously getting them them more exposure. He said she'd have pretty much put together all the Japanese brackets, yeah, storyline wise as well. Um, she came in and rescued Yuka this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, no, I went down a hole, but the, the biggest takeaways for me were it, it wasn't, it's not about the number of matches because NXT has got much stacked roster, so they can do that. And I do believe when Dynamite started that a um, NXT realized the the ace in the pack was the women, yeah. and they, 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 they knew that was that. That was they knew that was where they had the advantage, didn't they? Yeah, I, yeah. I said that when they started. But my biggest takeaways were one, they've had five or six tournaments. Every single match has always been on a dynamite or a pay-per-view, unless it's women. That the times when women weren't on a show was to make space for a TNT title tournament, but they can't do the same for the women, even yeah. though the even though the wrestling's quality, because I'm not slagging off the quality yeah. of the wrestling at that, all. That's standard fare, isn't it? When there's a tournament yeah. going on, like recently on NXT that it's mainly been focused on tag team wrestling because the dust has been going on. Yeah. Yeah. TNT title tournament. That's the main focus of dynamite. Yeah. So, yeah why, why shouldn't it be? Why should it saying, be? The women shouldn't be on every week. I, I like the fact that most of the matches are TNT title yeah. tournament that time because they gave focus to the show. Um, you can only conclu- conclude that they haven't got confidence in their female roster. Yeah. Because uh, the, the main event thing, oh, like oh, Thunder Rosa last week, should have been a main event. That match was a main event quality match. Yeah, Rio and Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Like if they if, if they were legitimate, they could have put that in the main event and said, "You like that? Right, go and watch all this stuff on YouTube because it's just as good." What was the main event last week? It was a uh, six man oh, six man tag. Six man tag. That's Kelsey Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If in doubt, put a six man tag together. 
do a triples belt. Do it, cowards. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but we're also getting... Well, isn't... This, have you finished, Alex? Finished running. Right, okay. Your point's valid. I agree with all of it. It's, yeah, they, they need to back up their, their words with actually showing the talent. Because this was my excitement for this tournament when you, I didn't realise about the Joshis coming in. And this is why I've got so angry because you was like, oh, they're bringing in all the Joshis. I was like, oh, finally, like the travel restrictions are lifted. Here we go. I'm going to see them on Dynamite. And then when you were like, oh, it's on Monday YouTube. I was like, oh, well, no, I, I knew they were going to be filmed in Japan. It makes sense. They're not going to fly eight women over to film in Jacksonville. I assumed that they'd pat and then, but I assumed they were going to show at least yeah, yeah, one something. or two of the matches yeah. or at least like the best bits of it, like a highlights reel. But they did none of that. And that's the, that's the, the, the shitty thing about it. But we, we always come over. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but I think she's back permanent now, isn't she? She's going to yeah. be a permanent picture. Because I, 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 I don't know. Um, Kenny said, didn't he, we haven't seen the last of them. And I'm hoping this, this six-person tag match they're doing this weekend isn't the last of it. Get them over. I can't, is it Makioto? I love that one. Makioto. I like Benny. I like them all, to be honest. Um, is it Mesa Ruga? Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a different style thing. I don't know whether it's because it doesn't suit American palettes or whatever, but AEW have always, well, always in the in the year or so they've been going, have at least tried to not break the mold, but at least expose people to slightly different things. Oh no, the shows aren't vanilla; it's all different. So you've got yeah, there's a bit of everything. Thrown which, which is my it's thing. You can, you can turn, you can skip through the stuff you don't like and crack yeah. on and happy days. Yeah. So um, well, I don't know. Maybe now with Big Show being there and us getting this uh, development. Is, it a, is, is Big Show doing a development show? He's a commentary. Yeah. He's commentating and he's also an active performer. What? Yep. I think active performer is going to be just in case. I think that's why that's in there, isn't oh, it? He's going to come out and do some squashing, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. They made quite a big deal of the fact that he's a registered wrestler. Not quite a big deal in the state. <laughs> the only edition. thing, only thing I need... It doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> only thing I need is Big Show versus Marco Stunt. Marco is a huge fan. <laughs> if Marco Stunt comes out with a sling and like knocks him down like a, a <laughs> Samson and not Samson Goliath, Davian Goliath. Sort of thing. Goliath yeah. <laughs> Marco Stunt's going to be going ape shit because he's like Big Show is his favourite wrestler. He could climb up him like Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> oh, yes. <gasps> Maybe Marco Stunt turns heel and we get Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Marco Stunt and Big Sh- uh, Paul White, not Big Show. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Um, you can't call him Big White. Maybe he gets his own dinosaur. <laughs> I, I, I want this. Can Big Show still wrestle? Like, when was yeah. his last match? Like, I know he appeared at uh, being humiliated by Randy Orton with his, his welder's visor on. No, he had, he had a match against Randy, didn't he? And he got punk kicked. Yeah, yeah. that was about oh, the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was actually wrestling. I thought he was just coming in as a color commentary. I, I don't think it's going to be a regular thing myself. Yeah. The, the fact that they did the announcement with a suit on and all happy smiley says it's going to be more of a. <laughs> He's going to do some backstage. He's going to be. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling him now. Yeah. What, what are they going to call him? They can't call him Big Show. They're going to call him Big Show. Oversized. Extravaganza. <laughs> it's the music, in it? Like Sweet Chin Pod, Sweet Chin Wag Podcast. Going to be gutted. They love that theme music. Yeah. I could still. Nobody's copyrighted. Well, the word "well" <laughs> being said in a long way. Yeah. Well, well, it's, like, it's, it's the like, really big show. <laughs> I don't think well, he's getting a season two yeah, of his Netflix he have, show. He had a sitcom. 
Oh, yeah. Big Show Show. Yeah, didn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah. It got six episodes and then got caught. Yeah. Yeah. I love Theodore it. watches it. He loves it. I do research as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not saying you don't, Joe. It's not as in depth as that. Though. I didn't. I didn't get a calculator out at any point. <laughs> <laughs> no, did I? It was all in the head. Oh well, it could just be made up. Then. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it got six episodes in Cannes because uh, apparently it was pretty Todd. To be honest, yeah, I don't think he's a he's an actor. I don't remember his 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 um his backstage bits being particularly great. Not, not awful, but yeah, nothing yeah, standard apart from the yeah. really racist one he did. It'll be a good hand to have backstage. He'll be he's a good next yeah. Guy, you know. He'll be he'll be good for the likes of Luchasaurus and um, Lance Archer and stuff to have a big, big guy. Yeah, who's knows that like the back of their hand. A giant, giant. Is, is he on? Um, we said it before, and he's on Dynamite next week. So supposedly yeah. he'll come out and do a bit, won't he? And then Taz will come out. And I, call him I kind of feel like there's going to be some sort of involvement with Shaq, isn't there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Boy. I mentioned that. Punch him in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my groin punch T-shirt the other day. I'm very proud. Uh, <laughs> well, to- talking of his show being his show being rubbish, uh, there's another thing that you've discovered, Joe, this week. That's also and another way that in your words. <laughs> uh, uh, their first foray into the gaming market, uh, I believe Kenny Omega has said, "Give us a year for the console game." Yep, which is fine. It's like the minimum I'd expect anyway. The GM manager thing is still in development, but they released their double or nothing AEW Casino Fun Time Jamboree or whatever it's called. It is a casino game. Apart from the loading screen and the icon on your phone, there is no AEW branding or anything in there. It's microtransaction. You get 10,000 tokens for 99 cents. I was kind of disappointed, but also kind of expecting it. You know like them things you get in like pubs where you could play video poker? Yeah, mm. yeah. It's basically that, but on your yeah. phone. When, when they had that initial announcement about the games and they said that was going to be the first one released... You could it, it looked shite just from the things they showed there, didn't it? I remember us doing a pod on it and we all said this is gonna be bad. Yeah, but they could have at least like put, you know, match three pack heads on the fruit machine and win some trunks or it's, you know, something. It's almost certainly the skeleton of a different game. It is it's like, basically those it. things from pubs in like the early two thousands where you could sit there and drink on your own and, and play video poker. Just to clarify, is it? So it's free to download, but you've got to spend a bunch of money, won't you? No, no, if you log in every day, it gives you so much. If you watch videos, it's, um, what kind of, the, 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 Andy Crush. Premium, I think it's called. Premium. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a comparison they go in for. (laughs) The chips for real money back out. Apparently you can use them to enter raffle to win merch, but. You could just buy merch if you want to do that because it games a chance. I had a quick dabble on it this morning and I was went through all the games. I thought, oh, the match something. Nah, it's just it, it feels very much like they've just tagged um, AEW onto the loading screen. Probably, there's probably an identical game out there that's the same part. Of AEW, yeah, so. they could have at least put a bit of branding in there. There's nothing, not even on like the menu. There's note, and I was like, I think they just put themselves under pressure to put something out. Yeah. Yeah, but is it actually developed by them, or is it I someone licensed twenty minutes later? To be honest, once I'd put myself on the highest roller video poker thing, right, I'm done. Lost all my money. But they could have <laughs> had like you know Pat come in and threaten to break your legs if you don't pay up. Just some up. You know. What I'm gathering, Joe, is you want Pat's yeah. <laughs> I want Pax, um, Pax Casino in his garage in, in South Shields. 
Um, Thank you for choosing South Shields instead like of Newcastle today. Where he opens up a casino in his treehouse. That, but with just pack. Uh, yeah, it's just toss. It feels very much, and it sort of soured me a little bit to the, the GM thing that they're, they're probably going to do. That's what I'm most excited for as well. Yeah, so, I know. What does make me excited for the GM thing is the current like um, deals they're making with Impact at New Japan Mm. Will they be involved in a GMO like game as well? God, yeah, so this casino one has been developed by Karma Games, and they just make shitty casino games. So it, it developed would be a stretch, and they've oh, actually, yeah, it's, it's a, a game, game that they, had they already had, and they've just slapped yeah. the logo on it. Yeah, Ooh. basically, it's not even also, a AEW game. Yeah, I no. can't say anything as that is basically my job. <laughs> but with toys so I, I'm not saying anything negative about it <laughs> my lawyers would advise me not to as long as it's not purple <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah that sort of annoyed me greatly not even annoyed me I was just sort of disappointed I sound like my mum I'm not angry I'm just disappointed <laughs> I'd always disregarded this game to be honest it yeah, was I, about... I was never bothering looking. I genuinely thought if they threw a bit of branding in there with it I'd have stuck with it. I'd have played it on the bus on the way to work, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping that is the GM is the GM one mobile. Yes. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm very excited for that one. I hope it's good. Yeah, I was thinking, is there a, like a, a a decent just fantasy sort of? It doesn't have to use real wrestlers like booking thing. Whether um, there is one, isn't there? Um... I was just I just put AEW Casino <laughs> into a Google Play Store trying to find the game, and Wrestling GM came up. Okay. No, there's another one. It, it's got a different name to that. That's going to be quite good. I can't, can't think what it's called now though. Yeah, there's ones. Like yeah, I can't. It, I know what you mean, Butcher. I think Fire Pro has a booking mode DLC, which is meant to be. Is that what? I'm but never also... going to football manager. I don't know. I found out as well. Football, football manager. Yeah, you can do if you want to. Bastards. Bastards. There's an editor mode. You can just put all the best no, players no, no. in the squad. Apparently, it's called scum saving. It's where before a match, you save it. And if you, do, oh, yeah, yeah. you just load it back. And I was like, what's the point? What's yeah, the we point? don't. I don't do that. But yeah, you no, can do no, that. No, because you're not a person. But I was like, you you're only fooling yourself. And also cheating a football manager. Like... You can also add managers and like take over a team with lots of money. Mm. Get them to buy your shit players for 100 million. And then you've got 100 million to spend. So. I'd like, be lying if 13-year-old me didn't do that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I definitely. <laughs> I also I was used to make myself the in the editor version. But yeah, just <laughs> make myself an editor that is like the, the godly most footballer there's ever been, and put him playing for Barry. <laughs> Dedication. Oh, that must have been a long time ago then. <laughs> That's the one sports thing I know. We do not exist at the moment. Oh, we do. That's another podcast. Yeah, that's um, a whole other podcast. Don't get me started. No, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. editing that one. Yeah, um, we. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I do, I do take hope from what Kenny said this week about the. Like, what What was that game that came out recently that they had to pull the one with a year in it? Oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. He, he said we don't want a Cyberpunk release. The, the The other thing that pleased me about well, reading between the lines of Kenny, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a two K thing where there's a yearly game. Because no, he, it sounded like it's going to be one that develops as they go along, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah and there's down, yeah, you get up, updates constantly, um, mm. which is good. It'd be nice if they're like, updating the roster because he was talking about updating arenas as they do new things. I thought that would be nice, even if it's just like I'll pay pay a fiver every yeah. year to get this extra content. I'll pay oh, yeah, do it like for that. content update. 
don't do it with loot boxes because I won't be buying yeah. it. We, yeah, that's the one thing that'll stop me buying it immediately. And he was talking about the right games as well when he was talking about the, the trying to get the kind of No Mercy style, but the wrestling style of all the wrestlers and making sure they're different. He said that all the time they're spending at the moment is on the wrestling. So that if you choose Ray Phoenix or you choose Cody Rhodes, you feel like you're wrestling them people. You know, as yes, them people, I like mean, their, their yeah. move set. It's not just digital people doing the same thing, which I like. He's, he's saying the right things there. but I think that's the one thing to put confidence in is that Kenny Mega is such a massive gamer yep. that he is not going to release something he's not happy with himself. So you've got to hope it's going to be half decent. He was uh he was playing Street Fighter on the beginning of the week this week. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Challenged by the owner of the store. <laughs> it, it was kind of jarring though that for a long while we've not seen him on being the elite out of character, out of I his nomad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this week he's just there playing arcade games and being likable. So sort of uh, no no no. He was playing a saga in Street Fighter 2. That is a heel move. That, is like <laughs> that was always over, my move to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did think that watching it. Like, what what are your thoughts on character consistency from things like BTE into the main shows? It's hard if you take BTE as what it started as as just it was a few mates who worked together journaling like their day to day job and then doing a few skits. It shouldn't matter, but it's become. It's become a secondary show, hasn't it? Essentially, like yep. so much of why you love the Dark Order is from BTA. So much of like Matt Hardy's story is from BTA. So to to them mixing things like that that aren't in character, like I say, it's jarring. You're like, oh, hang on. Yeah, I understand what you mean. It's um, I think it with stuff that is sort of main event level stuff, like Kenny Omega stuff, it is difficult to separate the two sort of things but I think like with the Dark Order stuff I think that's just John Silver being himself <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, particularly like the BT title thing like, was just him uh, but when it comes to your champion when it comes, who, when it who hasn't been on that show since he won the title I don't think really no. to then just suddenly have him out of character I, I don't know, there was just some odd about it for me. Disconnect, yeah. yeah when the rest of it is because like all the, the young books and the uh, Good Brothers stuff has all been furthering that sort of storyline. So, so everything in mm. is for a reason. Yeah, very and, and few... none of it is. Yeah, very little of it is now just oh, it, we're just making stuff. a document of our day. It, yeah. it it's all pre-thought stuff to develop storylines. Was it was it this week when it showed um, the Good Brothers like, taking a toilet break and stuff coming out to the ring? Oh yeah, it did. yeah. I've never been a big <laughs> fan of their jokes I can take, really. Yeah, their their star comedy is just doesn't do anything for me. Same. Wow. And you've got other stuff uh, that's infinitely better. Yeah. yeah. So, that's an interesting question because it's because Tony Khan said when he announced uh what is it called? Evolution AW Dark Elevation. Ele- Elevation, called? yeah. He said it's going to be Monday and then dark on Tuesday, and it's all going to tie in the con- into the consistency of all the other shows they've got, which lead into Dynamite. And I think he kind of does include BTE in that. I'm going to have to give something else up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's getting to that point. Maybe like, yeah. 
I've missed like a ton of uh, New Japan road tour oh, shows. It's, it's not been worth it. Don't don't worry. It's not been the finest week of wrestling. Hey, is that just because uh, Hiromu's gone, or is it? <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, no, it, it it's just been. Um, I don't know. It, I don't feel like they're fully invested in this Castle Attack uh, <laughs> show, and the uh, everything's just a bit lackluster. Oh, when yeah, is when is the Castle Attack show tomorrow? Um, did yeah. the US the US ones tomorrow, isn't it? With uh, Moxley and Kenta. Jesus Christ. But I think Castle Attack's the day after, isn't it? Or am uh, I wrong? Be you right. So it's today in Japan, but 3 a.m. over here is the New Japan Strong with Moxley and Kenta. Yeah. And 7 a.m. is Castle Attack. Is it the same? I didn't realize it. It's the uh, same day. I've hmm. just looked it up. One day hmm. tomorrow. 5 a.m. the next day. There's not much apart from the Naito and um, Ibushi match. There's not a lot to get excited about on the card, really. Now that Hiromu's injured. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, hey, hey! Is that that one safe, Ben? Yeah. Do you use that one in the other podcast? I think I did one week. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember it all blurred together. Weekends are just me sat in this back room now. To be honest, <laughs> I think that uh, that ties up a, a hefty week that was. So uh, a little bit of a special in terms of entrances. So we're going to kick off with a classic match from 1996 WrestleMania 12, which was a Heartbreak Kid versus Bret Hart for the WWE, but the other name that it had. I don't don't want to copyright anything. (laughs) I'll say F separately. We're allowed to use that name, we're not. I don't, I don't want to be get talking about the cute panda. Yeah, I saw I, I saw Stephanie McMahon on Good Morning Britain, and the the uh, the interviewer said WWF, and she she kind of was like, nope, 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 it's not that, it's WWE. And but like Undertaker's retirement, Vince said it, and everyone was like, mm. and that was a big thing though, wasn't it? It cost a yeah, million. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, every, every time it gets says it's it's millions, <laughs> isn't it? I don't want to be paying that. <laughs> so it's a Sean Sean Michaels versus Bret Hart in the 60 minute Iron Man match. Um, I this has been on my list to watch for ages. Uh, credit to Paul because he actually suggested this match because I think you butcher said, Is there a match of an iconic entrance that's really good to watch? And he straight away came into this. I have not seen the entrance in full, I have not seen the match at all. So this was a treat for me. Um, I'm assuming you've seen it before, butcher. I kick off, with yeah. I, I'll be honest, I haven't rewatched it again this week, yeah. Just I was I've been very busy. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've watched it a couple of times, I think. I don't love the entrance, I'll be totally honest. Do you not? Why not? No, because it's just a man gyrating in the air in spangly chaps, and then it comes, like, the, the, the famous hey, clip... You, the, fam- <laughs> the famous clip you see is, like, five seconds of him looking composed, but the landing is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awkward, and... It's just, I, I just don't love it. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like zip wire entrances in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everyone just looks like they're getting wedged. They're uncomfortable. I, to be honest, I did mind derbies this week because uh, it, it, it's a shorter distance, so you weren't waiting 20 mm. minutes for him to land in the ring. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not... It's not. Well, they, they had to line up the skateboard attack. 
Yeah, that was awkward, wasn't it? Yeah, there's that bit where they both stood there waiting for the guy who's coming yeah. at a zip line. I wonder what he's going to do. I'll just stand here and wait for it to happen. <laughs> that sting on the other side, didn't it? So, like, you're between a, a zip and a sting place. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same. The, the landing was pretty. Uh... The landing is atrocious. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> it's like it's, it's such an awkward little bit of television. The well, thing is, you've got to unhook that hook from you. Yeah, and, that and unless you're a professional who's doing this every day, like unless you're a zipline staff person, it's going to take you quite a while, and it's going to be awkward. Plus, you're Shawn Michaels, so you're going to be greased up to Johnson, aren't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you never. Gonna... Uh, if you imagine you're in the crowd, I was think I was trying to think like if you're in the crowd, it's a spectacle. Must be like especially when I, whoever that fellow was, he popped out his mentor and he's like pointing points up there. Like if you just imagine you're in the crowd and you turn around, like you wouldn't expect him to be stood on the top of the bloody arena mm. that you're sat in. True. Which you can probably overlook, but obviously when you're watching it on TV, it's it's a different spectacle, I suppose. But um, right. yeah. Uh, so I've started this in such a negative manner. Okay. The match no, no, is no, great. I agree. It's, it's, it's so yeah, uh, what, what are your memories of the match? I know you've not watched it this week, but you've clearly watched it before. I don't re- particularly remember any standout moments, but I remember thinking that was top dollar. That's top draw. That you're not gonna beat that many times in your career as a match. Let's be honest, they're two of the best ever. Yeah. So yeah. You're not going to go far wrong putting them two in the ring together. What was it? A year later, was it the the Montreal screw job? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. uh, year and a half later. Year and a half later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you watched it, John? This week? Oh, have you seen yeah. it before? No, never seen it before. Had no idea, no context of what was happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'd never seen it before. I had no idea, um, but yeah, we really enjoyed it. Um, Took me. I like the way it builds. It's like what, half an hour of basically like submission technical wrestling. Yeah, and it kind of comes alive with a uh, some, some uh, I say crazy bumps because talk about Ray Phoenix this week, but you know with a lot of turnbuckles and people jumping off off stuff. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? I think when when you watch stuff back from that era, now what we've got used to watching, yeah. you think, oh, it's not that crazy. But at the time, it was probably like off the charts. Like yeah. There's a couple of like avalanche suplexes and a few dives to the outside and turnbuckles and yeah, at the time I'm sure that was amazing. But Ray probably did all those things this week on Dynamite. But still really <laughs> enjoyed it. <laughs> Isn't that part of the beef that uh, JR has basically had in that everyone's just doing flips and doing seaters and right. waiting for people to jump off the top rope and he's like Yeah, the waiting part is the thing that annoys me. Um which is what I said like, about Ricky Starks this week when he got yeah. out. He he at least sort of did a stagger about thing, and then. But it's just, I think when you when you get six people on the outside, you know someone's taking a jump. You know what I mean? It's yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a different style of wrestling. You can see how it's evolved along the way from from this match to where we are now. But it's sports entertainment. Watch those guys in the leotard slapping each other in school gyms. <laughs> These are two wrestlers, quality wrestlers. As as John said, they just they, they did about thirty minutes of effective wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bret Hart especially is. Um, 
Shawn Michaels, I always thought, was more showmanshipy. Yeah, I think Michaels is one of the probably the star of the sports entertainer, isn't he? Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it was a long hour to watch. I don't generally love Iron Man matches. Obviously, this is one of the best ones. Like, if you're going to have one, watch one, it should be this one. But I do find them a slog in general. This was going to be one of my uh, my other questions of the week that wasn't based around the rant about the women. Like you don't see them now really much. Do do you think we've got to a point where an audience's attention cannot be held by a sixty minute minute Iron Man match? Because Mine definitely it, can't. <laughs> even even when they even when WWE have done them recently, they've been thirty minutes. I was going to say thirty minutes is enough. That is it too long? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? A good main event card, a good a good main event, can do half an hour. Like if you're if it's like the blow yeah. up or massive forty game. minutes tops, yeah, yeah. If it's good, I'm looking at you, Falls Count Anywhere, Randy Orton Edge. that went on for about eight years. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think they're still that going. Actually, hour. that was still <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> the way one more actually extension of that. <laughs> And, and and the other thing on it was it was uh, the one that shot me. Well, two things that shot me. That it was WrestleMania, and it went on for two hours and forty-seven minutes, forty-eight minutes. And I was like, "Wow, a WrestleMania went on for that long only." And secondly, half the card was dedicated to this. Now, can you imagine? We've just talked about AEW stacking their cards up with ten matches, eight matches. WrestleMania is like twelve matches. Can you imagine in this day and age? A pay per view literally dedicating half of a card to one match. Have you got the card there, the hand from that WrestleMania? Oh, no, but um, but you had a, a Stone Cold. Stone Cold was on it, wasn't it? And a Triple H was against a young Triple H was against. Just say um, what, what year was it? Nineteen ninety six. So it's just before Attitude Era really starts, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was just before that. So, yeah, because again, when Paul said when you watch it, he said if you look back through the card, you've got a young Triple H who I think is against the Ultimate Warrior or something, and uh, Stone Cold who, like, I think kicks off the night (laughs) or his second match on the card. Is Triple H still doing the Hunter Hearst Homeless stuff at that point? Hunter Hearst Homeless. On the network, it says Triple H, but I don't know. I didn't watch that. He could possibly be. Because was it? Was it the year after when him and The Rock yeah. had that ladder match? I think so. For yeah. the Intercontinental, which kind of kick-started that whole thing. Um, other thing, this is the first ever Iron Man match, I believe. Ever? Or on WWEF? On, on, on WWEF type on, on commentary. Uh, Vince, Vince is on commentary, isn't he? And he says this yes. is the first ever. Yeah, that was weird. Vince is a good commentator. Fantastic commentator, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I've got the card here, if anyone cares. Go. Uh, so... We won't do the pre-show. Uh, British Bulldog, Owen Hart and Vader defeated Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts and Yokozuna in 13 minutes. Fair enough. Uh, Roddy Piper defeats Goldust, 15, well, 16 minutes. Goldust. Uh, Steve Austin uh, versus Savio Vega, 10 minutes. Ultimate Warrior against Triple H, yeah. 1 minute 40. <laughs> oh, is this where Triple H is being punished for the uh, instant? Oh, it's click thing. I don't oh, know. It? Maybe Ultimate Warrior have to get backstage because someone was going through his coat. I, I think this is, I think I've seen clips of this where like he does the pedigree on him and he just stands up straight away. <laughs> oh, it could be, yeah. Uh, is that after the click with a cage match when he does? Yeah, exactly. No, because Diesel, uh, Undertaker versus Diesel. Oh. Yeah, no, it's match. later than that, isn't it? The click oh, okay. thing. And then you've got an hour of um, Shawn Michaels. So either their match got cut short to make time 
I don't know, but yeah, no, that, that was the card. And you, you always say, I didn't realize as well, like it was uh, Shawn Michaels' first title, uh, first WWEF title that he won. <laughs> Is EF the first official way we're referring to it now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the wef. first one he won, yeah. which the, the Wafi. Uh, must be, must be something for, like, uh, for the last Iron Man match I remember was Pack and Omega. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Was, that, was that 30 minutes? That was thirty Exactly. I think that's the times now, isn't it? That I think in, in general yeah. in everything learned, concentration span is shortened, doesn't it? Uh, for entertainment. That, that old what the first war get war games that we watched. That took fucking ever to get going, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. The, the Sting Squad. Sting Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first Royal Rumble was like every five minutes someone's introduced. You just realised people have got shorter and shorter attention spans. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I was watching the crowd during the match. There's like the point when there's like this like two guys sat behind on the front row, and they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> if they had more phones, they'd be playing. And then the it all play. kicks off, and like, hey, it, it's, um... it, it's hard work. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some matches that are long that are great, and that this is one of them. But yeah, you've got to be selective about the matches you do that sort of length with. See, the first the first Iron Man match I was exposed to in my watching was the uh, the Rock and Triple H when the Undertaker comes back. Yeah, and in Same. that oh. I, I can't remember what it was, but there was quite a lot of falls in that. And then the Undertaker comes back, cost the Rock a fall by DQ and Triple H yeah, retained. shenanigans to yeah yeah the the original shenanigans arrived. But I'm, I'm sure there was like at least four all or something like that. This there was no falls in the sixty. Do, do you think an Ironman match is better that they went 60 minutes with no falls? No. Or do you boring. think it's better having an Ironman match with multiple falls? Boring. It's really boring. I watched it on like four times speed. <laughs> <laughs> so it was boring. I knew that no one, it, it went into overtime. So the whole previous hour is sort of worth for me. See, I didn't know anything going into it. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. And as it, as it went on and went on, I got more into it. And it got to the yeah, point where yeah. like 15 minutes to go and I'm like, we're not at a fall yet. Like, and then you get to like 10, 7, 5 and you're like, oh, but, like one fall is going to do it. And then he's got him in the sharpshooter and there's 40 seconds left. It just makes and... all other matches that they then have together sort of redundant because we can go an hour and not pin each other. And, yet... and that's that's the flip side of multiple falls because they, they have like a quick fall and like, oh, you've just lost in like five minutes there. Nah, because in a 30-minute one, normally the first one's by DQ, isn't it? Someone gets a chair out, flats someone. They take the fall, but they've already damaged them and that's that's how you win, isn't it? That's yeah. how I'd win if I was a player. That's how Pac does it. That's how I do it. That's, that's how Grandad did it. That's how Patron Saint of this podcast Saint Pac. Pac does. Oh, man, if he does cameos, I'm going to pay. <laughs> Danhausen does. I know, but Untitled Wrestling Podcast have already beat us to the punch on that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm getting the general consensus. We don't love this match. It was fine. It's just, yeah. It's I find Iron Man matches hard work. In general, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Half an hour is enough. You can condense your story down. Yeah. Have you ever seen the um, the Bailey Sasha one from NXT Respect? Yes. Mm. That that was that again. That was a thirty-minute one. I think it, it was the first women's one in WWE, at least. It had um, one recently on NXT. Was it Cole and Balor? Uh, no, it it was a Fatal Four Way one. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And we were so excited for it, and it was so. And they were one, 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 weren't they? Yeah. And then did, I can't even remember. Was it Finn who got one right at the end? Yeah, yeah. Finn got one at the end. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it was great Cole, again. Cole great. didn't Cole and um Cole and Bella drew, didn't they? And then they had a, a match. Yeah, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um but yeah, I because mem- I remember that match being announced and uh Dooley was like, This could be the greatest match ever. And then we were quite disappointed. <laughs> <from> that, <right? laughs> One yeah. day we'll get Dooley on here. We will. The, the infamous Dooley. Yeah, the the, the Bailey Sasha one's good. Yes. That was three two and it was thirty minutes. It's too long for anything. Yeah, no. But again, if if you were back in 1996, is that different? Possible. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, know. I think Josie, I know one who could tell us. <laughs> back when I was only 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just still, for, for a mania to hand over half a card to this, it seems like a waste of time to oh, me. Yeah. I, said, I think they've learned from this, because how long after this did they switch down to half an hour? I don't know. So the Rock and Triple H was an hour. Armageddon. Yeah, I think that the half an hour Iron Man match is, is a very recent thing, I think. Yeah, it's it's a last decade kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, one, one thing I did like, uh, John, John's alluded to, is the commentators were putting over, oh, when he puts him in the sharpshooter, it's over. And the sharpshooter didn't happen until like 40, 30 seconds left to go. Yeah. And again, it goes back to what I said about Hangman before, like finisher protection. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they put it in and it was it was a genuine like, well, he's gonna tap, but is he gonna last the time? So yeah. That that was the most exciting that's, part of the match. That's, that, yeah, that's the best bit of the match. Yeah. Well, there's a good um, few attempts where he tried to get the last minute. on. Great, that's fifty nine minutes of my life wasted. I've got to watch three episodes. <laughs> Imagine how much Viking in he could have got done in that time. <laughs> At least built half a house, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a roof falling off, it's a nightmare. So, uh, I'm gonna go so, by, 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 by harm, I, I'm feeling a bit bad that we don't have Paul on this week to defend it. I just, I, an hour. It could have been an hour of the best wrestling ever. It's still an hour of it. Yeah, that's my problem. The, the, there's great bits in it. There's great moments. Yeah, but it's an hour of the same two people going at it. There's not even yeah. any run-ins or cheeky shenanigans or yeah, no pack. Uh, no pack. No, Tom Foolery doesn't make Tom an appearance. Make, what was Tom Foolery's? Nod of Simple part? Minds. What was Tom Foolery's tag team Shenanigans, wasn't it? Shenanigans. Was it original Shenanigans, though? Because that's a new character you introduced. Tom Foolery was the original, and then Shenanigans <laughs> came in. Uh, shenanigans is his son. So, he's the Irish version. Shenanigans, son of Tom Foolery. <laughs> Shane O'Hannigans. <laughs> So our conclusion from our classic Matt rewatch is that Butcher hates the entrance and yeah, many really people like the match. Because it's basically, Shawn Michaels has gone, this is going to be awesome, like a lot of things Shawn Michaels has done, and it's <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's a greasy man in chat gyrating above a crowd of bemused people. Yeah, and then a really shit landing. <laughs> I like the landing because it's <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, I have noticed though that in I, I've not got I, I can't remember all the ones we've done. He has featured in quite a lot. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's he's brilliant. He's, like some of the best matches ever. But and I'm going to include him in my entrances later to okay. make up for this slandery that I've gone for. That's a nice that's a nice segue there, Butcher. Mm. Um, so on to um, actual entrances then. Um, we, we've kind of split it up into three parts. What makes a good entrance? Best standard entrances and then best one-off kind of pay-per-view ones. So uh, 
John, to you, what 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 is it that makes a good entrance to you? Without like naming people right now, what is it that makes a good entrance to you? Um, I was gonna be I. I I started listing my entrances out, and I realized a lot of them were just like, I really like this music. This is, this is, <laughs> Music's very important. This is step one of the, uh, the introduction um, flowchart. Music. Yep. One I wanted to do later on was best wrestling music, but I guess it sort of falls like this. I think we should do that anyway. <laughs> I got it down to music, pyro, and je ne sais quoi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe you missed out the va va voom though. The, I mean, you can say, you can say quiet, you can say the portmanteau. No, I don't know anymore. Uh, yeah, but it, it's just that that certain something that makes it. Yeah. Because there's, there's good entrances and then there's great entrances. I think for me as well, there's individuality. There's, there's a need to, particularly for your weekly entrance, to know instantly who it is who's coming out. And your music yep. plays a mass part. Yeah, I, I put that as I've only put one bullet point. It needs a, a start that pops you, a noticeable start that distinguishes this is you that's coming out, not a like hang on music that, hits and you're like, What who's that? Who, who's coming now? It's yeah. music, could be anyone. Yeah, I also it's kind of what I think what you mean by the Je ne sais quoi as well is that like your demeanor has to match the music. Well, like my, my, my sometimes goodness. people come out with because it's the thing to do. You have proper heavy metal music and then they just come like out bland as fuck. <laughs> yeah. like, exactly. the, 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 this doesn't match the music. Is, um, our, our new favourite AEW colour commentator. Uh, well, it's a fucking en- excellent song. He comes out, he just walks down and waves at people. Bullshit, <laughs> mate. Who's no. a big giant? Punch a pinata ra- or something. I don't know. He raises his arm when he gets in the ring. Come on. <laughs> Everyone does that. That's that's a good intro, but it's not great, is it? Like, it's not music, great, no. Right? Shh, don't tell Sweet Chim podcast. Oh, the music's great. <laughs> Chinwag. Chinwag, sorry. Yeah. I always forget the word. <laughs> the walk down is just, yeah, it's rubbish. There's nothing to it. That will that, 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 lead us nicely. And so if, I think we've all kind of gone away and put together some of our best standard ones but shall, shall, shall we go around because i feel like there'll be some crossovers yeah. um and i i i'm gonna start just because it segues i wouldn't normally start but it it just segues from what you've said there butcher and i'm sure one standard entrance that is on most people's list is stone cold because yes. absolutely the the one point i said about it needs to be a noticeable start the glass shattering is iconic it's and the best the best instant <laughs> Like we know who this is. I'm excited. Yeah, I think Jr. still just shouts his name when he hears a glass shatter, doesn't he? Smashes a glass. Go, bad God! Accidentally smashes a glass in his kitchen, and he's like, (laughs) (laughs) But it's um, but but if you if you if if you were to watch his entrance without the music, it's just a man strutting down to the ring yep. put the music in put the character in that's a badass je ne sais who had no interest in playing to a crowd i am walking down this ring and i'm gonna kick your ass and it's, all off on the way down. it's like the whole package of 
the the instant from the music and and the music's awesome as well obviously after it and the, obviously the iconic one is the um was it before the invasion when he returns during the invasion yeah, yeah yeah and he comes back as a real stone cold because he's kind of gone into a malaise sat in a bar and uh, he returns and there's obviously he's beating people up backstage and they're like is he going to come out here when all the all the ecw and WCW, wcw are out and he does and jr's losing his absolute shit and he's like, he's walking, he's talking, he's going down. And, and he's, he stuns everyone and gets quite tired by the end of it. But yeah. <laughs> that, that, that to me is probably the best one. Yeah, I think the standard it, entrance. what's great about that entrance, though, if, if you like went and listed what makes a good entrance, that's the opposite. Apart from the glass shatter, there's nothing yep. to it. There's no pyro. There's there's no like pausing to make a like a, a nice stance. It's just, I, like you say, just walking down to the uh, ring. I didn't know whether to put it on my list because there's nothing to it, but ah, you just that glass shattering is so bunch of God iconic. Nerds living in the past, <laughs> living in the future. John Moxley, it's fucking same thing, but better. True. <laughs> he you got him on, he on your list? He on on your list? list? Yeah. He was number two on my list, actually. Uh, as soon as that guitar plug-in noise thing, camera pans round, cuts to John Moxley, 30 mile away, walking. <laughs> He's like, you won't pay for a taxi. Really, no. <laughs> Uh, and we get like the full journey of him walking there, which is sort of based on like the, the shield sort of stuff. Uh, so I, I basically, it's like half Goldberg, half Stone Cold. And the, yeah, it, but that is just those two. There's no pyro. It's just the music mm. and and the performer. I like, I like I think that. My this... top two actually don't have, or some of mine don't even have pyro. Yeah. Pyro is that seems... was one of your criteria. Eh, not for all of them. I'm saying these are the ones that take the top list. My top ten list, I then cut it down to five. I, I think Motsley is one of the few in AEW who have got that I, I hmm. potentially I iconic think, entrance. I do think that's one thing AEW have not got right yet is entrances and just generally the music is very low on the mix and yeah, there's very few people's music I can actually bring to mind. If you said what's whoever's music, um, there's a lot of them I wouldn't be able to tell you. Well, it's mostly Joe's list, AEW. <laughs> no, no, um, that is literally the only one from AEW. Mm. Although, though, didn't you a while back, Joe? Do like I'm talking like start of AEW. I think they've they've got better. Listen they've, to they all the you, you listen to all the like the theme tunes, and you tried to name who they were, and you. I went through all wrestling. Uh, I found a, a, a mega playlist stuff and put it on random shuffle. Listened to like the opening sort of 10, 30 seconds of them. And wrote down who it was, then went back and yeah. Some of them are instantly recognizable, some of them are dirges. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think so you got that. AW are doing better with the, the music now. Uh it, it was all Cody at first, basically. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the all the pyro and money went into the Still Cody. Is, really, isn't it? Still is, yeah. Yeah. But, loves um, it. Like he's got the best entrance. Every week Theodore got the, the best entrance. Just because he think, comes out of the middle. Basically. Um <laughs> following on from this Stone Cold uh Moxley theme though. I'm going to throw one of mine in. It's um, of a similar vein and probably better. I'm going to go with Sandman from ECW. Yeah, he was in. He was, he was just because he was basically an ent- entrance. Like he was shite oh, in the ring. Shit. <laughs> he just came out, enter Sandman by Metallica, blasting. He came out drinking a beer, smoking. He just walked around the crowd for ages, smashing the cans on his head. The guy was bleeding before he got in the ring most of the time. That's like, a better Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better way to get cut cushion before. It, it was ridiculous. If 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 you like, it was so of the time though. If if you did it now, you'd just look at him like, 
Oh, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was, because it was late 90s, it? Yeah. it was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it just... It was it was fantastic. It, it took him about 10, 20 minutes to get to the ring. And then he'd have a match. That, yeah, he was just completely blown out by the time he got to the ring. I, he'd have like a five-minute shit match, but he wouldn't care because the entrance was incredible. <laughs> just the, the, the crowd were having the time of their life, just singing along to enter Sandman whilst a guy smashed a beer kind of against his head. <laughs> I think that's where Steve Austin got the, the drinking, the smacking the beer together thing from. It's, yeah. Everything is something else further down the line. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I've learned John, what works, what doesn't work. John, what have you got on your list that's not been mentioned so far? It doesn't have to be in a Stone Cold Austin theme. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, Jericho's original entrance for the yes. uh, countdown and the iconic uh, back to the crowd, arms out pose. Yeah, break the walls down. Good tune as well. Uh, evolved into the light-up jacket down the years as well. Yeah. Didn't, uh, and Moxley never paid him for that, did he? Let's say, yeah, Moxley. <laughs> Jericho's yeah. got a habit of uh, clothes being damaged by... Because uh, uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange <laughs> Cassidy owes him for that. Yeah. It's still as well, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd put Jericho... I, put, I actually put Jericho times two on my list because that one, but I'd, I would also say is... The life of its own that Judas has taken in AEW That's is in magical. My one, so we'll, we'll save that one for later. It's in mine too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come to that I only one. wrote three for the pay per views because I'll let you have that one. A lot, I, of, it, a lot of it was just Triple H. Given, given my tweet last night, I'm sure you know I was looking at that one. Um, but the um, yeah, Jericho, I agree there, John. It's, it's again, good... it's like, it's a different instant thing. It's, it's 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 kind of like the opposite of a Stone Cold because the Stone Cold one, it's like smash and he's there. Yes. The Jericho one's like, he's coming, he's coming. It's, like, but it's sort of the countdown has a sound, so every time you hear that sound, you're like, oh, wait, Jericho's coming. Yeah. yeah. I think they tried to do with Lance Archer, but it was too long. Six seconds is too long as a counting. Yeah. I think they re-edited it now, so it's only like four. Uh, but yeah, I like the countdown stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but Butch's off-screen antics have been great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You've been putting the doghouse, but <laughs> no, I just needed a wee. No, I actually thought that was a door I recorded. It turns out it's a mattress. Mattress. Yeah, yeah. You have to rotate it to come back in the room. Because it's bent in the. It, it it stands there for so long that it gets bent, and then if it falls, you can't get it back in its equilibrium. So you need to okay. turn it. It's all it's all sorts of complicated. <laughs> anyway, continuing. Um, John's just gone with uh, and one that was on my list as well, Jericho and the countdown. Yeah. He was on my preliminary list that I assumed somebody else would mention. Yeah, I Yeah, uh, yeah, that's on mine. Um, throwing another one in there. I'm I'm going to throw in Kane. Yes, yeah, he's on mine. Yeah, yeah, well, just the. It's just coming down, throw that, your arms down, the fire comes up. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, there's not a better I'm a monster entrance. It's so simple. Like, fire, red, light, red lights, intimidating walk. walk. Yeah. I'm Paul Bearer. Oh, Paul. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's classic. And it, it just the, the getting in the ring. And I used to love doing that as a kid. Yeah. Putting my arms yeah, down. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Nothing yeah. ever blew up when I did it. No. 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 Joe, that's one for you. Uh, I've gone with Bray Wyatt. Yes. Which one? 
both. I'm going to count yeah. with one. Uh, yeah, I've done both. They sort of feed into each other, don't they, really? Uh, yeah. The original Bray Wyatt with the sort of swamp blues music feeding in and then the fireflies in the crowd is a fucking great thing. Uh, yeah. I really like yeah. it. Interesting fact about that music, Matt Crozer, who wrote and performed it, is a member of uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain. Really? Mm-hmm. I never would have put those two together. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly disparate music. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the lights going down, all of the, 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 the crowd lighting went on. Um, it's just like a really beautiful thing to see. It's... Go on, you were going to say something. I, I was going to say, uh, it, it's one that evolved over time. Like the Fireflies wasn't a planned thing. It was just a thing that people started doing. Yeah. And like, because originally on NXT, like it didn't even go dark. It was all lights up and stuff. And it was like um, a bit I loved that was kind of lost when it went to the main roster was, do you remember the rocking chair he had? Yeah, yeah. It was just there, wasn't it, on the main roster? But in NXT, Eric Rowan just kind of dragged it out slowly behind him. And it, there was something really sinister about it, the way he dragged it out behind him and then just left it. And it, you could see it all along. Like The, the lamp was like pointless, really, because it was lights up. But, yeah, it, it's evolved over time, that entrance, to now what we have as the Fiend's version of it, where his lamp is... His he- own head. Oh my head! Well, I yeah, like I the, love that. the the lighting of the fiends one where he comes out and you lighting is fantastic. Him out yeah, thing. and I love and the uh, the music, the music the cold that where it's his old theme tune sort of being drowned in a bathtub. It's, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. Like, which they've done with Alexis as well. Yes. recently as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was, I was the last god pre-COVID when I took Theodore to the Raw and SmackDown tapings, and we're me, Paul, and Theodore were there, and we're like, "Come on, the fiend, fiend, fiend!" He never showed up on the main show, but he showed up in a dark segment against AJ Styles, and even though it was like the post-show thing, like the the whole crowd changed. Like when his music hit and the lights went down, like no one on main TV saw it because it, it wasn't on TV, but like the arena changed. <laughs> And I was like, that's yeah. special. That's special. That thing that can switch something around entirely. And it's, it's just it's just a man walking down to the ring. But it becomes a thing that you can participate with. Like, I cut out, I don't know if anyone else had them, but like um, New Age Outlaws, you know, like the stuff that the. I had them in and cut it out, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, like I wanted to give an honorary mention to the New Day. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, End Zone Big Cass, they had it as well. Like, sort, get behind yeah. and like participate with make you feel more like it. And I think like Frey Wyatt nailed that perfection, really. Yeah, it, 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 it's a fantastic entrance. Yeah. Oh, Genuinely, every every incarnation of it has been brilliant. I, I even love the the Firefly Funhouse Bray yeah. entrance. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. When he first came out to that against the Miz and he was just like dancing around to that. Happy that yeah. I was like, what is going on? This is amazing. But the so. original Bray Wyatt and the, the Fiend one are one of the few entries that still make hair on the back of my neck go up. Yeah, yeah and it, they, they change the mood, don't they? Of just when, when you hear it live. It's sinister. Swamp Jesus. Yeah, and like you say, the lighting on the current entrance where you it just pans onto him. You 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 only just see him. It's it's proper classic horror movie stuff where you don't fully see the monster. 
until it wants you to see it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, so, you've already said the severed head is brilliant. I love how they linger the camera on the severed head and then you've got him in the background going in. It's like, I'm leaving this I think, behind. I think I remember the first time he made that entrance. I remember texting you the day after, Ellis. Like, this is the best entrance I've seen in ages. Like, it was. It's fantastic. Al Snow's kicking himself. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just a in the head. standard entrance. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, next, next one on your list, Butcher. That, that's not being mentioned. Um, well, c- kind of in a, a similar vein, uh, Finn. Finn yeah, Balor. On mine. Yeah, like, particularly yeah. the demon, obviously. But <laughs> he, yeah, even his standard week-to-week entrance, you've got the pose, which, again, it's the crowd participation. I think that's something we didn't mention earlier of what makes a good entrance. A bit of crowd participation really helps it. But uh, what I always liked about Finn's is, particularly when he was in NXT the first time round, the demon entrances, he would uh, change for the theme of whatever town he was in. So like Dallas, he had the chainsaw and uh, London, he was the Jack the Ripper, wasn't he? And it, it, it's just brilliant, brilliant music. The, the whole the smoke like the rising up from it I went I went I actually went back and watched the first time he entered as it this week which in my head was always the best version of it because the um when he comes up out of the smoke the smoke sort of settles on his the back of his shoulders and rises with him and then as he goes up it just falls like a waterfall around him and they never quite recreated that <laughs> when was and, that um, it was. It was. In fact, I put the match, the headline match of that show on its um, takeover um, uh, evolution. I think it's the one where Sammy and Sammy wins the title for the first time against uh, Neville. Okay. Um, and it, it, I actually I sat and watched the whole show back whilst uh, working, and it's just it's a fantastic show. Um, so yeah, I put the main event on our list of rewatches to watch. Yeah, I've just, yeah, I just saw it. Then. Yeah, Finn, Finn was Finn was one as well. Oh, yeah, wow. so the, the, the yeah the same night Finn makes his first ever demon entrance, and yeah, it, it's just fantastic. I, I saw this week that he's hinted that it, he, the demon will make a return at some point. Um, can't remember who the interview was with, hmm. but yeah, in some interview he's hinted that it'll make a return. Interesting. Mm. NXT Demon was much more logical than NXT Demon was brilliant. Yeah, it, right. it, it, why wouldn't main... you demon up to face Brock Lesnar? You know, yeah, it, it became too sterilized as well. Like the entrances didn't vary yeah. on the main roster, and like like you say, it just it became a merchandise thing rather than a story thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a good one, John. Oh, the entrance. Uh... <laughs> that's the theme. <laughs> Forgot what we were doing. <laughs> Uh, Alistair Black, NXT. Oh, yes. I absolutely love that song. And him uh, rising up like a vampire. Always good. Completely (laughs) ruined on the main roster, though. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So they NXT for a reason. And and with no crowd when you can hear the cogs going. (laughs) They made no effort to hide, like the mechanism on the main roster which I, in NXT it was all smoky and yeah. they got the angle close in so all you saw was him rising so yeah, but still, oh, yeah. and then on the main roster it was like oh he's just sat on a he's sat on a stretcher that they're raising up do you know what really really upset me yesterday I was in the car with Theodore and he's got a wrestling playlist on Spotify and a song came on 
And I was thinking, oh, this is a great tune. Like, whose who's entrance is this? So obviously, we're doing the entrances pod today. And Theodore was in the back, and he just went, I've not seen Alistair Black in ages. And I was like, of course it's Alistair Black. Like, what this is have? one of my favourite theme tunes. How do yeah. I not know it's Alistair Black? Well, it's I've not, not seen his music him. anymore, though, is it? And it's not his music anymore. And I've not yeah. seen him in ages. And I was just like, oh, was I, I cannot believe he isn't using that music anymore. For I don't even know that. AEW, Tony Khan will pay any amount of money <laughs> to get that music back. Yeah. Fantastic music. It's one of the best entrance music that's been in years and years. Best entrance music, as, as you said, John, is done properly, cinematically properly. It's it's a great entrance. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's a definitely a good one. Um, another one I'm going to put in is, I know he makes a lot of dramatic entrances, but I think Triple H's standard entrances... Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. Just yeah. the whole the lighting. I, I love the green lighting. Yeah. And I, I don't the... like his big WrestleMania entrance in general, but his everyday entrance is fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. The water thing. It's just it's I mean, brilliant. Someone needs to teach him how to drink. <laughs> he went to the Gangrel school of it, which I'm sure leads in yeah. Joe. <laughs> but um Oh, I was thought we were still doing the dry ice round of this tournament. Sorry. So I had <laughs> dry ice one uh, queued up. So like every incarnation of his music I've loved and the entrance works with all of them, but um, especially for me, I love the 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 time. Is it called the time? Mm. Yeah. That one. He's, yeah. he's always had the ones that King of Kings and that like. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. But I, yeah, I think that's, the, that's the I one the he lighting. had when we first were list watching. Us, I, like... I think that, I think that's that that's on two K twenty in my own character. That's what I come out to, <laughs> and I I do the whole water thing. It's great. So um, but. But yeah, his standard entrances were brilliant. And going back to the big pops, like when he came back from the injury, he came back to that, and it's it was, it was magical. So yeah, did he I have that? He'd... Did he have the my time music for that return? No, no, I think he'd gone on to whatever his next one was, was at that point. Motorhead one, Motorhead. yeah, he'd gone on, he'd gone on to Lenny by then. But um, oh, that's the one I love. But but all all of them, every yeah. song he's had, I like like even even now to this day, even though I know when he's coming out, it's going to be for a shit segment. I still, I still like. There's a, there's a little bit of me inside that pops when his music hits. Yeah, he's always had great music. Which tells even, me even that his, his business, King of Kings business music's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah I just pop. I love the bit in the, uh, in the lockdown when he came out. Was it a celebrate? Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was when early he came out, on, it? and the guy and he, he went to get the water, and the guy took it off, snatches it off him, and walks off. I'm going in uh, <laughs> over to you, Joe. All right, I'm, I'm returning us back to the uh, the dry ice phase of this tournament. Carrion Cross, yes, we've never seen it in front of an audience, in front of a live arena audience. We've only ever seen it in NXT uh, in the performance center. A, it's campus Christmas. I've said this before. It's campus Christmas. You've got a woman in like a PVC. Well, I'm made of old tires. This jumpsuit made of old tires. Lip syncing for her life. Like it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you've just got Carrying Cross stood there. And there's this massive Sisters of Mercy wave of dry ice. Uh, but it just works as a thing that genuinely makes you go, this man is going to beat me to death. <laughs> um it just the music like crescendos up to the fall and pray bit, and she's spinning around like a top, and he stood there like a lunatic. And it's it's yeah, the the just the whole ending of it, and the fact that afterwards the dry ice stays in the ring yeah. while they yeah. do the first sort of minute and a half of wrestling before it dissipates. It genuinely makes you think that 
this guy is some sort of fucking demon from a nether realm that has come out to just beat me with the inch of my life with this evil Navi. That Navi, Navi the fairy from Zelda, not like an evil Navi that would build canals. Yeah, I, I, I figured. Yeah, well, I don't know. You see, syntax is difficult. She might build canals. We don't know. Yeah, well, you, you end it. You end it hyped. Like you're like yeah, you're like see, you're I shouting to... along, fall and burn, fall yeah. and burn. See, <laughs> and the match I, starts. And you're like, ah. I, I don't love it. Oh, you know? oh. I, for, for me, it's too much. Ah, oh, it's exactly the it, right level. It, it feels <laughs> like it feels like a high school drama yeah. project. What is your point? <laughs> it's just too much for me. No, it's, exactly it's like it's like I'm, oh, I'm gonna throw the entrances of Finn, Kane, Undertaker, Stone Cold all into hey, one. Hey, there's no pyro in there. <laughs> <laughs> lighting the lighting. Oh, yeah. oh come on begrudge a man some red lighting <laughs> nah, it's just too much for me my only concern I've never seen it in front of a, an arena crowd and that is the test of this thing but I yeah. only think they'll boo it they'll boo it you will if you're there you'll be leading that you, the reverse Mexican wave won't you yeah <laughs> whatever that is everyone put your hands down simultaneously yeah but no um I just it's like I said, it, it leaves you. It leaves you hyped. It leaves you pumped. I do up. like what you say, though. I do like the the um, the dry ice staying in the ring afterwards, though. That is it's, very it's good. Reminded me of uh, something of Dexter Loomis, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes Halloween hijinks, Halloween Havoc mm. match, where all them zombies were just coming out from everywhere, and there was just that layer of dry ice everywhere. I was like, this is a new thing I've never seen really before. Mm. It was just a nice thing. I, I yeah. But while Carrion Cross needs to sort of work on himself a little bit the entrance is the last thing he needs to work on sorry you're wrong butcher hone it down no ramp it up (laughs) how do you ramp it up get some children with spooky masks on running about like um lock shock and panic from nightmare before christmas or something yeah i I do think in (laughs) a crowd it will go down well well apparently butcher's leading a negative mexican wave i'm gonna boo it Are you saying boo or boo earns? Both. I was saying, I was saying boo earns. <laughs> who's, who's your next entrance then, Butcher? You hate the carrion cross. Uh, my, my next one is uh, Shinsuke. Oh, yes. Just because the man's pure charisma, isn't he? Let's be honest. And the music's fantastic. And he's gone back to his original music. Oh, I pop so hard when that happens. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the guys have got it walking. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like he's it looks like like a coiled snake just slithering down. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, yeah. it's just pure. It, the guy just oozes charisma. How he isn't the biggest thing in wrestling since coming to WWE is beyond me. Well, we know why because he can't speak English very well, but it, it just oozes charisma, doesn't he? When you when he's walking down to the ring, it's out of, in, out of interest. If if he if he stayed in NXT, do you think he would have been? It, it, it'd still be yeah be by far the biggest thing in NXT yeah but whether he would I think NXT has an issue with um, keeping people interesting that have been there for a long time so whether he'd still be over as much as he is say that the biggest story at the moment is the Undisputed Era and Finn Balor true yeah I also think NXT has an issue of what is it like? Is it is it developmental or is it is it yeah. a third brand? Because it's sort of both, and some people you're not going to be the that's, biggest thing in wrestling. That's why it's getting its development, development, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I think at the very start it was proper developmental, and then it kind of yeah. got this weird transition. I feel like now it is settling in more to its. We're not quite developmental anymore. Yes, it's. I feel like shot, it's finding its own place now. The sooner it accepts it that, the better. But I don't know if it's treated that way by the rest of the. Yeah, the company. WWE. Yeah, is that the company? I, I don't watch it as that anymore. I watch it as its own show. As I mean, I would, by far, been the biggest best thing on WWE for a long time, but. Yeah, it's, just that's not, it. it's not treated the same way, is it? Like, you know. I feel the, whole... tra- the the transition has come because of the USA Network. Because it used to be yeah, you totally. got you, you got to the top, you, you had a reign, you lost it, and you moved up. And they've yeah. now got to the point where it's like, well, actually, when they get to the top, they've got to lose it and then still be relevant, as you said. Yeah. Which I f- I feel like with this story at the moment with Vera and that, it's like them showing that they can do that. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see, see where that one the, goes. The, the, the problems about XT are a whole episode on their own, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Put, <laughs> put that one on the list. Put that one on the list. But yeah, good, good, good choice there. Nakamura, definitely. I think. I imagine we'll come back to him. Uh, yeah. John, any of us to enter? So I've put uh, Omega's current entrance on it because he seems like an absolute oh. asshole. And. Yeah. It's got the references to uh, North Carolina, which I'm pretty sure is a dig at Michael Jackson, or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, even. Yeah. Jeez, I'm four points in. <laughs> yeah, Michael there. Jordan. Seventy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want odds percentage? You want like seventy-three percent? I think this was only five. Four point three. <laughs> five rounded up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got an opposite there, Alice. That's your uh, odds and evens. <laughs> I'm the anti-Alice. I'm on the twelve now. I'm on water. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to wrestle with that mattress, haven't you? Yeah, but he's got the, he's got the super long uh, announcer. He's got the the dancing girls. He's got the the, the screen with the sword. Yeah, he comes off like a total prick, and I love it. <laughs> That's a great one. I, I remember when he first did it, and I was like properly transfixed to it all. I was like, this is brilliant. One thing I would say with his entrance, though, is try and tell me what his music is. I hear the battle cry. I know the thing Kenny Omega. Really? Yeah. yeah. I That's would not, not be able to tell you that. If I said to you all now, like, t- tell me that like, Stone Cold, you know, and you do it, I-, I couldn't tell you what his actual song is. Kenny Omega. That's Steve Austin's. It's just generic chug music after the after the breaking glass. It's just generic chug. Yeah, but you could, you could all do it. I couldn't tell you what Kenny Omega's is. Well, that's the difference between me and you, I guess. Cause <laughs> I know but Kenny Omega's can. Kenny Omega's theme tune. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's a pretty good theme tune. Yeah, to tell you. Even it's not, not a standout theme tune, though, is it? It's a pretty good theme tune if you listen to it. Is it? If you listen to it, if you go well, out of your way and make it. Yeah. Are you just making toast? And what I mean is, what I mean is that the way they have their entrance music, it's you don't notice it. Do you know what I mean? The it's, mix is bad, yeah. Yeah. Is it, it? It's just, yeah. It, it can it, be, yeah. Especially in the first... Maybe, I don't know, maybe the older you get, your ears become more attuned to these things. It's all you young people listening to your, your drill music. <laughs> What's drill I, music? I have no idea. It's something I heard on the internet. Uh, listening to your hip-hop and your roller skates and your nah, man. Pac-Man. I'll, I'll be texting your album came out today. I'm, I'm not on that. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, I it. recommend you listen to it. Battle Cry, Kenny Omega. It's a good tune. It's, yeah. it's, it's in the aforementioned playlist of Theodore's and every time it comes on, I'm like, what's this? Before they added Excellent. the whole extra but, bit at the beginning. No, that's that's the thing I'll say, Joe, in, 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 back, in back up to Butcher. Like, when it comes on, I like it. Like, when it comes on in the car, I like it, but I don't know it's Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's what I mean. Literally says the best bout machine. 
Don't say no. Yeah, but he's not going to go. Kenny Omega, he's the man. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, would you like that? I don't, I don't hear that bit on Spotify. So it's unless literally at the it. start of it, is it? No. Yes. It, it doesn't grab your attention. Well, it doesn't grab your attention. I listen to him. Like I, I have to check the screen to see who, who's. I got you millennials with your short attention span. Yeah. It, it's, it's more about the visual. Really it's more about the visual than the audio. I was, I was watching Stone that. realise that's not true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, on to me now. I'm, uh, a man that I'm sure will probably pop up later, but to be honest, his standard entrances are just as good as his pay per views. Undertaker, just in terms of the dong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let that one settle. <laughs> Let that one settle. But... Did that happen? That did happen. Surely it's safe up for a mania. <laughs> oh, he pops up later as well. But undertaken. It's what twelve percent does to you. But no, is is that's iconic. Like Yeah, but also Undertaker also loses a lot of points for the American badass. I'm not including that. I'm including. I'm not. You've got to take not. the whole thing. Sorry. No, no. If we're, we're including Triple we're on H, the dead. With we're on the all dead. of his music. Yeah, because all of his has been good. Because because he's actual. Have to then, by, by definition, include Undertaker with fucking Kid Rock. No, but Triple H's actual it. entrance has always been the same. Like his actual procedure of entrance has been the same. It's just the music that's changed, and it's always worked. You're moving the goalposts now. Undertaker went from like. Walking down to the ring in ten minutes to riding down in a Harley Davidson in twenty seconds, on and uh, to Limp Biscuit, yeah. As as a teenager that loved Limp Biscuit, I still love Limp Biscuit. Now. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Rolling. I saw yeah. Limp Biscuit download. It's one of the best gigs I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> How many gigs have you seen, John? Two. <laughs> you know, quite a lot. Was <laughs> <laughs> the other one take that? I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was good musically. It was good because I instantly became 14 again. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's evocative of, a, of a, an era. It's a pop when I, I hear that song. big dumb face, Wes Borland side front. Yeah. But Wes Borland is underrated in the world of guitarists. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The, 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 the classic Undertaker entrance. Classic Undertaker entrance. The Just, entrance. Again, the, the yeah. atmosphere. We, we talked about the fiend changing the atmosphere of a crowd. That yeah. changes the atmosphere of a crowd. Again, lighting, the purple. And, oh, and as, as you've said, Joe, many times, the lightning throwing, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's just it's magical and he's had some epic pay-per-view ones as well but just as general one of his one. pay-per-views is is in my top three to yeah. because yes, I'm gonna, I'm... i literally went two two of his are in mine oh, oh mate you didn't even okay i've got top four though because i'm assuming one will be mentioned yeah. by someone else is it the one where yep. he's, he's being wheeled out and it looks really awkward <laughs> yeah. um right I'm going to drop some lady in there then. Bailey. Original Bailey. Fun Bailey. Yes. Yeah. Before she became, I want to speak to your manager, Bailey. Uh, it's just fucking nonsense, isn't it? It's just fun, happy, joyous music. The wacky inflatable arm men, things that pop up. The hugging everyone. The fact that she gets into the ring and just shows you her hands. Like, I've never understood what that was about, but I'm all for it. Yeah. Like, she's got hands. Well done. I mean. 
you feel happy watching it. Um, it's a uh, very different in it because a lot of the wrestling music's Rocky style music, uh, and it's quite. Why I like um, Drake Maverick, Drake and Maverick, and Dane. Dane. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I love them. Although I've noticed this week that they have put like underneath it, and I don't like that. I want to be. Did you just do the Warzone music? I mean, it's just generic jug rock, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's F to E to F to G. You know, it's bass riffing. Do, do, do you remember? Now you've mentioned Bailey. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if any of you are watching that. When Emma was on NXT, I loved Emma, but I don't remember. I didn't. When NXT. she was on NXT, she used to come out. It was like, it, like Bailey sort of music, like poppy dancing, and she, she used to do this, and there was just bubbles everywhere, <laughs> and it it was sort of the precursor to Bailey that everyone just loved it because they were just having fun. <laughs> hey, it's something different. You're having fun. She's clearly having a whale of a time while doing yeah. it. And you're a face, but you're a face that's a fun face. You know, it's... And that, and that girl's always in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah Miller. Yeah. Who's now training to be a wrestler herself. Is she? Alex oh, is yeah. She's doing... Fun. Well, I say training to do wrestling. She, she is... Uh, an active wrestler now. Eh? Wow. Jesus. How old is she? She's nearly 20, I think. No. 18, 20 ish, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> have you watched it? Have you watched the Stone Cold Cut? Stone, Stone Cold Stone Podcast. Pold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold <laughs> Podcast. Take a dong again here, Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold, take a dong. Stone Cold. When uh, oh, Sasha's talking about Millie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it the when she when she takes the uh, she rips the thing off her head and she's like, oh, I didn't know she was going to be there. I just really hope she would so I could do it and make her cry. And I was like, yeah, that's good heel work. Heel work, Sasha. <laughs> I like that one. Butcher, have you got anyone um, else left? It pains me to compliment him in such a public forum, Goldberg. Yeah, I was when you were talking about Pack that the thingy before we carry across. I was going to say, has anybody gone for Goldberg? Actually, yeah, he was in the list, but I cut him out. I'll, I'll put it over to you, but because you've chosen it, why, why have you gone for him? Just because it made him feel special, didn't it? The whole I, I mean, when you actually start to think about it too much, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> why did he have an arm escort? Yeah, but it made him feel special, didn't it? And dangerous. And you knew he was coming to the ring, and it's dissipation, yeah, and it covered up his flaws in the ring. Which is was vital for Goldberg. I think. Yeah, you're... there are many. The man who's made a career out of two moves. And the the bit as well, uh, where he, he stood there at the the entrance at the top of the stage, and the the pyros firing into him, and then it all disperses, and he puffs it out of his own nose. Oh, the I mean, of vaping. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's ahead. Let let's be honest, he's ahead of the curve. <laughs> Yep, and just doing two moves. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't need to do the kicking and punching at the end of it. It's badass enough as it is. At, at yeah. Sometimes that was pretty good, and at other times it looked like when you know you look at your neighbour over the way and he's doing pretend karate in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, taking this me, I can look out my window, and he's <laughs> sometimes got like a full karate gi on and in his kitchen doing all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, why have you put your pyjamas on? Like, why have you, like, you're in your kitchen. Surely you could just do it in, like, your work. And anyway, sorry. That's how I spend my Saturday afternoons when I'm editing this. He's just looking over and watching <laughs> uh, karate practice in his kitchen. <laughs> I'll take a picture. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, taking this back to the power of the entrance, like, I think 
I think you, John, were listening back to a pod and you laughed at me uh, saying my greatest failure of as, as a father is that Theodore loves Goldberg. That cracked me up, Pop, yes. But what, now now we're here talking about it, I think one of the reasons he probably does like him is because of his entrance. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's mega. It's a mega entrance. Because every time Cody comes out, he's like, I love Cody's entrance. So, so clearly, to a six-year-old, the entrance has a huge impact. Yeah, as a kid, yeah, I remember entrances with Matt Cain. Yeah. It was all about the entrance. Uh, Hardy Boys. Oh, I love the Hardy Boys like oh, music yeah. and stuff. That comes in the music because Hardy's never really had a great entrance to music. Yeah. As soon as that yeah. I mean, maybe Jeff later on, you could argue had a great entrance with the like the day glow stuff and but yeah, yeah generally it's the music, isn't oh, it? With no more Hardy's. words. No more words. No more words, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think it's because it's something that you recognise. Something that ah, yeah, that da 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 da. No, I mean, just yeah. children. I think it's that thing of oh, I know who this is. Yeah, a little, like, I'm ahead of curve sort of. And I get, if you think when you watch a show, like it, it, even AEW, when they go to picture in picture, well, especially WWE, they go to ad breaks during the wrestling, not during the entrance. Yep. It tells you everything. AEW do it more, though. AEW quite often have wrestlers in the ring already when you come back from an ad break, though. So. Yeah. yeah, which is lovely. That's why I said WWE especially. Mm-hmm. Like you, You'll watch like five minutes of entrances, and it's like, oh, we're going to an ad break now. It's, yeah. like, it's a minute of wrestling, and now here's Shotzi Blackheart, sponsored by Burger King. <laughs> oh, God, that was, yeah. I really wanted the fucking Burger King after that. It was effective. <laughs> 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 ad. Cracking <laughs> ad. Anyone else on uh, your list, John? Um, no, I think so. my other stuff's been mentioned as I talked about Triple H and Undertaker. So, yeah, cool. Got I'm done. Uh, the only other one of mine was uh, probably should have done it earlier with what you said, Joe, was uh, the Shield. I love that. I love yeah. the. I love the phonetic alphabet. Again, it's that instant hit. You got Sierra Hotel in the like. It's a very different one to kind of the the glass smashing, but it's still instantaneous. You know what's coming. And just the coming through the crowd aesthetic, like yeah. for, for the, the, me, I'm, I'm sure other people did may have done it before, but for me, that was like one of the first times I've seen that kind of entrance, and I've seen it live, which again yeah. plays into it. I think there was with the shield as well. There was the anticipation of knowing that whoever was in the ring was about to get the shit kicked out of them in a really exciting manner, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like where they cir- yeah they circle around the ring like a pack of dogs sort of thing and. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it was very well done. Yeah. I, I, um, I just, and I, yeah, I was kind of putting all the come through the crowd people in one and decided Sandman was my favourite of them. Yeah. So that's why I mentioned because, like, you had um, Edge as well, used to do it, didn't he? When yeah. um, he, he first split from the brood, mm. he, he used to do it. Yeah. Which brings us nicely to. Uh, I, would, I would like to give actually an honorary mention. Uh, to the Ultimate Warrior. Yes, I, he was. He almost made my entrance. list for the, for the best entrance of just fucking tear ass in it into the ring, just going ham on the ropes and being knackered for the rest of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold statement, but yeah, because having watched older stuff, everyone else sort of walks down. Like oh, entrances weren't a thing then, were they? Thing then. Yeah. Oh, it was like some of them didn't even have music. They'd just be like, "Here's Kenny Bumblebee," and they'd be like, "A and he just walked down. Yeah, like the first gimmick before it was a gimmick. All the warriors used to just roid the fuck out, sprint into the <laughs> room, like slapping hands as he'd go. Yeah, and it's just a beautiful thing. Um, my number one entrance of all time is the Brood. Yeah. Because as a, uh, all the way back in the 1890s when I was a child. 
Paul, Paul is on board with you on this one as well. Oh, I am it as was, well. It, it, was, it was so of the time. Uh, was it 96-ish, yeah. something like that? No, it's a, a bit later, I think, 98, yeah. Oh, okay, you know. 97, but, yeah. Um, Taught Triple H how not to drink. <laughs> yeah. He still does it now. Um, you had three, quote-unquote, vampires rising underneath the stage in a circle of fire. Automatically good, isn't it? You've got this weird sort of subpar nine-inch nails... Uh, 90s like industrial techno sort of stuff going on in the background, and it's uh, they rise up. Gangrel's got his fangs in, he's got a big frilly shirt on. Edge and Christian, not too sure they're happy with this at all, but like, <laughs> eh, okay, we're with someone who's sort of semi established. I also the fact that a bit of the fire died away so they could safely step over it. Mm. Well, I know it's re watching them. Uh, walk down to the ring, Gangrel carrying a chalice with him drink from it, the lights come up, he spit this out, and he just have blood dripping over him. And I'm like, yeah, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm on board. It, it was, It's just too, what would I have been in that? Yeah, uh, 16, 17-year-old me? It's cool as fuck. Gangrel, yeah. <laughs> not so much, because he literally looked like an actual vampire, but Edge, back then, when yeah. he called Jaw, uh, yeah. Yeah, he looked like a real real vampire. Yeah. That's what vampires look like, Edge, yeah. <laughs> in the brood. <laughs> And he was called Edge the Cooler, and, the Edge from you too. Yeah, for for essentially an act that was little more than a lower to mid card act at the time. Yeah. That was a banging entrance. <laughs> beautiful thing. I've never seen anything so low down the card get such a good entrance. Yeah. It, it it's funny, isn't it? When you, when you look at like lists of best entrances all the time, it's always like your mega stars, and then just near. One, two, three is oh the brood. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember them. It, it, it's the equivalent of having like the Mean Street Posse up there or something. No, uh, uh, yeah, I yeah, went. I went to WrestleMania watch party dressed as the Mean Street Posse in uh, WrestleMania thirty. Just chinos in a fucking tank top. Yeah, <laughs> well, there was three of us. We were all meant to do it. Then um, one person bottled out and came as Cactus Jack. So there was only two of us, and then the other one put. Uh, uh, flat cap on and looked more like Sami Zayn and then I I was just sat there looking like fucking Rory McIlroy on my own <laughs> Daniel Bryan's coronation you went yeah. Like so yeah that is when, did, when did you grow dressed as um, Santa, right, so Santa who, who almost made it onto my favourite entrances uh, <laughs> Segway didn't even yeah. know that was going to happen yeah they, they, they were on my list that got cut out cause, just because it was so pissing and annoying that it was brilliant um, that was the year. That was the year Seth cashed in. Whatever that was, was the year that after thirty one. Was that thirty one? Yeah, yeah. Well, their entrance is great for me. It was the most annoying music ever. They were the most annoying faction there's ever been. Perfect. You think that's good if you if you're like a heel faction? Do you think it's good to have annoying music slash entrance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, right? If it gets you booed, it gets you booed, doesn't it? <laughs> Joe disagrees. He disagrees. Well, I was going to say right to censor. It was just a siren going up. Yeah. Exactly. You hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's too on. It's like an alarm clock going up, isn't it? It's like that noise just oh, makes the back of my teeth itch. Exactly. <laughs> That's what the old men are doing. Oh. And anyone left on your list, Joe? Uh, Butcher, sorry. Uh, no, that's my list. Not in regular, um... regular ones, yeah. Joe, anyone else? No, 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 no. John? Yeah, all mine. Good. All right. Uh, Pay per view ones then. Uh, we'll go to Butcher then, because you finished there, Joe. Well, uh, okay. First, I'll mention the one I kindly touched upon earlier 
the Shawn Michaels one. It's Shawn Michaels and Taker at 25, yep. the combined. Like, I, I can't remember which way around they do it. Shawn comes in all white from above. Yeah. And then yep. Taker, exactly the same entrance, but from below. And so it, good. It's, it's yeah. aesthetically pleasing beyond. Very aesthetically pleasing, yeah. And there, there's yeah, not much yeah. more to say about it. It's just. But- Heaven versus hell, white versus black. It's, yeah, it's it's the classic most simple classic thing I've ever seen WWE do. Yeah, yes. like, And then they had a good match, which helps. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah we've got a good a good match is uh, putting it lightly. There. <laughs> yeah, uh, John. Uh, yep, I've got um, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania coming out with Snoop Dogg. Yes, because oh, Snoop Dogg's in Snoop Dogg, fine. Yeah. That woman singing. Oh, I kind of she, forgot about her, yeah. Yeah, she was bad, but yeah, Snoop. Really. Oh. you got to call in a favour from your cousin, you may as well do it at WrestleMania. All the just eat cheese. <laughs> that is, a, like, again, that's a recent one for me when I started watching it, and I, I have gone back and watched literally just that entrance quite yeah. a lot of times. It's real good. Because it's cool. And especially, again, having watched the uh, Stone Cold podcast with Sasha and she talks about it and she talks yeah. about I didn't realise the influence Snoop had on her no he's like the inspiration for the, the she talks yeah she talks about being at the Wrestlemania where Charlotte was watching her dad retire coming down with Snoop and then she uh, she talks about when she basically said I, I want to quit WWE and then she went and talked to Snoop um, so yeah that, that, that was on my list as well that was uh it's a good. It's just a cool one. I like it when they do takes on an entrance, and that was mm. a that was a that was definitely a good one. Yeah, good one there, um, Joe. Uh, controversial, maybe Rusev. Yes, it's yeah, controversial, mate. This if you're gonna say tank in your next word, Mania thirty-one driving a big tank with a Russian flag in it that he just shagged his missus in. Yes. How was that controversial? There's no controversy there. That's amazing. I don't know. I don't know you all that well. That's, that's <laughs> what we're here for. That's driving wheel, a Ellie. fucking tank. I know, but Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart drives a tank. That's not a tank. This is, ridiculous. A, this is a tank he's just revealed he shagged his missus in. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, but I rewatched it and I'm just like, oh, he's, he's, he's just done. Yeah. With a bunch of people carrying the Russian flags while he while his wife carries down the US say, title. Yeah. It's that, glorious. That's a, yeah. a forgotten bit of that entrance. Feels his Lana's very, entrance. For me, yeah. it feels very harking back to 80s sort of Cold War propaganda of having the big yeah. red enemy sort of thing. Yeah. Rusev is charming enough to just make you go, yeah, I don't mind, to be honest. I'm happy with this. I wouldn't mind falling under a communist regime if I get to a fucking drive about in a tank. And have a go on his now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, yeah, fantastic entrance. Yeah, it, it's just one of them that I was like, ah, it's got to be playing your entrance from it. Was... I'd always say he had fantastic music in WWE as well. Yes. Brilliant music. Yeah, definitely. This, this was. I, I often talk about this WrestleMania as the one that got me back into it from the perspective of mm. Seth's cash in. But this got me back into it from the perspective of nonsense. And I was like, what <laughs> yeah, is exactly. this? I was like, I need to watch this. Full proper tank. I like the shitty one uh, DX had. This is a proper tank. <laughs> 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 tank. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, I'm with you there, Joe. There's no controversy there amongst comics. <laughs> no. Um, Butcher? I'm just crossing Rusev off my list. I've just um, crossed it off. He's in all the lists. 
Okay, I'll take it elsewhere now then. I'll go to Japan. I'm going with Akada at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom 14 last year. Just this the screen. The the screen, yeah. yeah. So he's got this big ass screen in front of him. It, it's got it's raining, he's got the umbrella, and then I, I can't remember the order of things, but there's fucking giant mythical beast statues that he breaks with magic. There's like thunder striking him it's just so over the top it's unbelievable and uh, what makes it as well for me is the crowd reactions to it it's like like you can really hear them going "Ooh, ah." it's fantastic in that really polite japanese way that they love to do (laughs) did you say this was last year so like literally just before covid basically yeah just before covid yeah um and then like the, the the screen drops and he's got this like fucking day glow coat on walking down <laughs> and, and with new japan like the, the entrance is like a million miles long at tokyo dome and yeah it, it's just it's just a fantastic entrance yep yep it, it was going to be on my list but i knew i knew one of you three would put it so i, well, I left it off i think i'm going to uh, jump in there with the uh you have a cardo entrance where <laughs> you know, he's got an animatronic dinosaur yep Yep, <laughs> I, I have no idea of the context of this, but but I found it while looking for, researching for this pod, and there's an animatronic dinosaur, and he rises out of a stage holding a Buster Sword, and that's all I needed to see. Yeah, I felt like I was playing Final Fantasy. Yeah, yep. no, it's great. So over the top. So he doesn't good. even acknowledge there's a dinosaur there. <laughs> no, he just walks past he it. He just walks past it. Like, I thought he was going to decapitate it when I was, I was watching like, it. Yeah, hit it with your sword. He was just like, nope. Tuesday, the dinosaurs are loose again. <laughs> Apparently, it's an homage to a playing card in the collection game. For some reason, his card, he has a giant sword and a dinosaur in the background. Uh, I'm going to put that down to Japan. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You would have thought they would have made the card based on the entrance, but no. No, they based it on the card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a... That's a, a classic entrance. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on the Japan theme while we're here, and I'm gonna credit you, Butcher, because you you told yeah, me to go yeah. back and watch this. Um, Shinsuke's Wrestle Kingdom Eight entrance, yes. complete with pole dancers, and him doing a dance routine with his partner. Which, and I've not watched this, but I believe it is a something from Always Sunny. He's doing <laughs> he's he's recreating a dance routine with someone as. I don't know. It, it's just magical. It, he does a whole dance. There's yeah. so much fire as well. So there's, much fire. There's pyro, there's pole dancers. Yeah. He does a dance routine with someone. He's doing his classic best walking in the world. Mm. It's it, it's everything you'd want to see. On the topic of Nakamura, I don't know if anyone's got this unlisted, so I might be spoiling it, but he's one the year later at nine as well. He's fantastic. He's it's, there, the, it's much more low-key, uh, but he's just wearing this giant crown and like a red cape and he's just walking down in the most like it's his most badass walk i think <laughs> <laughs> i saw pictures of that one he's like the empire state isn't it mm. Not it's fantastic. what am i talking about statue of liberty, statue of liberty. Like statue of liberty yeah. we knew what you meant yeah. yeah yeah did did he do something similar in nxt or am i imagining someone else doing that somebody well, did something did. as statue of it liberty was, it was uh velveteen he who shall not be named that's so, yes. Yeah. Don't, Joe is getting angry. Joe, give us your next entrance. Pay per view. I'm not getting angry. Nonsense, man. Um, number two in uh, my countdown of all time greatest pay per view wrestling entrances Chris Jericho Revolution last year. 
It's fucking campus stuff, isn't it? He's got a, a choir in to sing his own kind of dog shit song. <laughs> uh, but they sell it. They sell it to pieces. That last at the front, giving it her all. People in the back are going, bop, 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 bop. It's, it's great. Uh, singing Judas. The fact that at this one, they all had them wristbands on as well. Yep. So they can they could activate remotely. So you're getting that sort of Bray Wyatt firefly thing going on. But in ripple effects, though, it's really, really, really nice to see. And then just like when they finish, they fade back. The actual proper song hits. Chris Jericho comes out dressed like, I don't know, the lead, the pain singer, maker. The lead singer of Judas Priest, if he was even gayer. Um, yeah, it's great. Is he, no, he's not full pain maker there, is he? He's just got like... Jacket-wise. Jacket yeah, he's not got the face, as he, I don't think. He's not got the face makeup. And on he's only there. with Santana Ortiz. It's before he had the massive entourage of people and stuff. <laughs> As earlier, the, well, it, the, it, it's revolution, and the crowd—it's it, it, the like the first sort of big version of Judas that you hear through the crowd. It's probably like the first time it really stuck yeah. as a as a as a thing that you get people involved with. This was actually one of the first in my head when I thought of pay per view, and when I was looking at it last night, if you, I posted it on the Twitter. I was like watching this, and I was like. It's amazing, and the fat people tried to give shit to Meredith, who was the lead singer. What? I was just like, she got a lot of abuse. Why? Uh, oh, because the internet's full of jerks. I understand. But uh, effectively, Me- Meredith was a lead singer who had done a viral a cappella version of Judas online. And Chris and- Jericho went and got her and put her on the biggest stage he had available. Yeah, he basically said to her, I love this, go and get some friends and come and do a choir version on this pay-per-view. So she chose some friends and apparently either her or her friends got a lot of abuse because people were criticising him for being fat or that the acoustics weren't good. Oh, fuck off. That's the abuse they got. And like Meredith had to put out a load of... She was like, I don't normally read Reddit, but I've seen the uh, the comments. And she went, I'm a lot more thick-skinned, so it doesn't bother me. She went, but I, I worry that my like friends uh, wouldn't have that thick skin. And we did the best we could in the acoustics we had. <laughs> and and then Jericho just replied, because the lead singer was basically said, was it perfect? No. Were the acoustics what we wanted? No. But we did the best we could. And Jericho just replied and said, it was perfect. Enough said. man. Like I said, it's... Oh, it's in, it was incredible. Uh, like, Atmospherically-wise, it. it was brilliant. And then, if you fucking dig deeper into that man, if you want to have a cry, Joe, one of the women in the actual choir part of it was called Liz. Oh, don't and... tell me she killed herself or something over internet dickheads, because fucking... No, n- no, no. It's not as sad as... Well, it's sad. It's not as sad as that. But 17 years prior to Revolution, um, her brother had died, and her brother and her used to watch wrestling that was a thing that connected them and jericho was her brother's hero and she only kept watching wrestling to keep her connected to her brother and then meredith was like oh chris jericho's inviting me to sing a song and she was like hell yeah bring me in and before they went to revolution meredith the lead singer presented her with a necklace with a picture of her brother in it which she then wore at the pay-per-view well thanks for that Alice. i'm just gonna have to shut my microphone off for a minute while i jump yeah. <laughs> in the corner and again Je- Je- why would you do that right <laughs> i get jericho didn't know this story but again the story went online it, it's not news story and jericho went this is just an absolutely beautiful story he was like this is a perfect performance that's a beautiful story everyone else shut the fuck up because they did an amazing job 
And it, it was did. an incredible right, entrance. Yeah, explained it to my top three all-time greatest WrestleMania pay-per-view entrances. And Jericho oh, said it is his best in entrance in 30 years in the business. Oh, I don't know about that, but it's up there. Yeah. No, his, his, his yeah. for, for him. But no, fuck you, nerds, internet nerds, complaining <laughs> that someone's fat or whatever. I bet you're not. Nah. Yeah, I'm throwing it in there. Angered so. me up and also made me cry. I'm feeling a well of emotions right now. <laughs> I know. <I'm... laughs> I would say, I'm going to go and rage cry. Well, while Joe cries, Butcher, what have you got now? Um, my third and final one is back to a taker. Um, WrestleMania 29, the mm-hmm. zombie hands yeah, got this reaching up. I, I just thought it, it looked fantastic, didn't it? The, the hands. Uh, I, I always wonder how well it would have looked in person compared to tele, but because you'd have been able to see it clear, or <laughs> there was just people with black gloves on, probably. But yeah, as a TV spectacle, it was fantastic. It just it looked brilliant. That's all there is to say about it. Yeah, it was on my list as well. That's where yeah. yeah, and then they've got the Brooklyn Bridge there, which then sets on fire just after it as well. I believe. Yes, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you could want in one second. Yeah. It's your standard taker entrance with zombie hands. Like I said, like literally walking dead, like in it. Hmm. I had to cut so many Undertaker entrances out. Yeah, because it's like a lot of these are kind of similar, but also. Mm. They're all equally as cool. Same with Triple H ones. I'm like, they're all apart from all See, that. A lot of the Triple H ones I do not love. The one where he's, awful he's on ones. the throne with like the um crawl the destroyer helmet on. Mm. That is the best this. one. WrestleMania. I've I've got this um mine WrestleMania 30. I, I believe it's so it's when he's got Sasha, Alexis, and Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love in terms of the fact that he's got them which shows his passion for NXT because they were NXT at the time and what they came to become. I love the fact Charlotte then mimicked that entrance years later, but with men doing mm-hmm. doing it for her with a robe. Um, but I also love the fact that it was the WrestleMania when Brian had basically gone through six months of shite and this just basically was, this is the final boss that you've got. It was like a computer game. Yep. entrance of <laughs> you're every every man going up against the ultimate bad guy wasn't he exactly. yeah. I, I know he had the triple threat that's a weird thing with that Wrestlemania he had that triple threat obviously with Batista and Randy Orton but it was that match with Triple H at the start that was the final oh, boss fantastic, one yeah. and it was an amazing match um, so yeah I, I've got that one I've got that one in there John have you got any more uh, yep, yeah, I'll go to one of my backup ones because uh, you mentioned some of the ones I want. So I was going to say uh, Cody in Double or Nothing versus Dustin, where he comes out and uh, takes the sledgehammer and breaks Triple H's, uh, sort of replica of Triple H's throne. <laughs> Quite a uh, statement of intent from AEW on their first pay per view, shall I say. I think it's quite pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I think a lot of people gave it stick, didn't it? Because it was a bit on the nose. Sort of. It was a bit. But I kind of like them being uh, so. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the first times they really did anything like that. So it, it, it I, for me, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Make a statement, yeah. yeah, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Exactly. It's just the fact that he hit the thing and it sort of fell apart. Like, yeah, and <laughs> yeah it was a bit rigged as well. It, should be. it was all a bit. Oh, is this made of styrofoam? Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's good times. Yeah, I liked also... it. I liked it, but I don't like. That the dig is at Triple H because he's the one that we want to take over WWE. This is true. I guess he's also the biggest symbol they've got. 
Oh, no, yeah. yeah. No. Whilst we're on it, like entrances, though, and Cody Rhodes, I'd say his weekly, every standard every week show entrance is one of my least favourite things. It's too much. Too long. Just chill too long. out. Take the rap yeah. out of it. Five yeah. minutes, you're having a girl. <laughs> you could have a woman's match in the time it takes him to come out. Yeah. Don't for, for your average dynamite <laughs> show. If you want to add an extra hour onto their podcast, Joe, carry on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give an honourable mention to the New Day coming out in the uh, Bootios. Bootios box. box. Oh, yeah. yes. That was amazing. That was, yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm going to do my last one because I, once again I've been passed over. Um, I've passed myself over like two turns of here. Uh, and then you've just skipped me again and gone straight. Fine, to... go I mean, on, carry on, Joe. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I've, I've, I've been a delicate horse. Go on, Joe. Have you? <laughs> I have. Uh, Mania twenty, Undertaker's return to the Dead Man. Yeah, Kane's in there, unmasked Kane. So it's yeah. a bit shit. Because um, yeah. he literally looks like a Burns victim. Is this when they've got all like, the 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 torches and he walked through them? Um, yeah. But it's the first thing you hear is, oh, yes. And the crowd go fucking mental. And um, all the druids come out that with torches that don't really appear to be like fire safety regulated. No, they're all they, pissing they, fire off onto the floor. And they it, look like really badly roared giant giants. Yeah. As well. They're just leaving boulders of just yeah. molten nylon on the floor. And all these druids are wearing like cheap robes that you've got off eBay. So if any of that, I know if you look closely, you can see like a shitload of fire extinguishers at the back wall. Could <laughs> <laughs> have done with that elimination chain, <laughs> um, and then the lightning hits, and then the the stone cold dong drops, <laughs> and he comes out and he's got his big hat on, but he's doing like the modern dead man, but like yeah. the best version of dead man, I think, that um, Undertaker did. And he just walks down to Paul Bearer and Paul Bearer turns to Kane and he's like, you're no son of mine. And then he turns thinking, he's like, you are my son. And it, like, Taker's entries are always like 15, 20 minutes. They're longer than the fucking match now, you know. Uh, but with this one, because like Kane's, after, at this point, I think Kane had just buried him. Uh, and he's like, you're dead. You're dead. You can't be here. And all this sort of stuff. And it's just such a great, like, even if you hadn't seen, if this was just someone showed you this, you would understand what had happened. Like, just through sheer actions and storytelling. It's great. You'd know who everyone was and who he was supposed to be voting for. And that's why it's the best entrance in wrestling history. Fine. Well, that's your number one. Yeah. It was going to be the one from, like, WrestleMania, I don't know, 16 or whatever, where he was being dragged in on a chariot with that raven, and he looks terrified of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good one. The, 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 he's got a SummerSlam one as well. That's quite iconic, isn't it? When Paul Bearer's... He, he opens the urn and it's like a torch and it's just like a black arena and he's yeah <laughs> he's like that with ripping it. it around or like like a fucking child with a lightsaber though <laughs> it's um yeah you'd he be is. more respectful of the reanimated heart with your dead son he is I would no. be anyway no that's a that's it's a, good to know a good final one for you to enter let the record show my lud <laughs> <laughs> the, the only other one I've got on my list is just because I was. Like, what the fuck am I listening to here um, last night? I think I mentioned it to the group. Like, great Muta. Like, 
I'm I'm pretty sure Butchie are going to be able to highlight <laughs> some more stuff. But like I I was like I had a list of stuff. I was like let's just let's just see what else is out there. And then I stumbled across this fella from Japan. Is it it's Japan, isn't it? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I thought, right. <laughs> Right, and I got in, and they were like, "This guy's got two big entrances," and, and then they started listing characters involved in his stories, and the characters were called erotic terrorist, hard gay, real gay. <laughs> he had an entrance where real, where real gay rubbed the genie. He had a genie's bottle like Aladdin. He rubbed it like it was a dick and threw it to the ground, and then he appeared dressed as a ninja warrior which is brilliantly done Unbelievably, brilliant. I, I sent that video yeah. to you what a yeah. great entrance that is by itself right and you, and then i was like okay well that's it then but no then this fella goes on to impregnate ying lee who was the erotic terrorist uh via green mist he impregnates her through green mist and then the Uh-oh. egg the the impregnated giant egg becomes a giant wrestler baby and if you ever look up this baby, it's it's got a dummy in its mouth as well. And it's a monster baby called Monster Bono. And it's a huge wrestler. It's like a, if you imagine a sumo wrestler with a dummy in its mouth, you've got there, basically, right. called Monster Bono. Um, and then he does another entrance where he comes up through the ring, uh, not through the ring, through the uh, like the like the, the Titan Tron area. But like the Titan Tron's like a like a amniotic sack and he's coming up through it and then he bursts out of it. Uh, through that, and he's dressed like a school-faced pirate captain. I was like, "Well, hear this, Ellis. What more do you want? I have my dream diary back, please." This, this is nothing to do with the percentages of beer I've drunk tonight. This is I, I watched this last night. I was like, I had to rewind it three times to make sure I was listening to what I, what this was. Butcher, can you, can you add anything to this? Because no, I'm pretty sure you know. I'm not hallucinating. To this sentence. I'm not hallucinating in what I what I saw last night. No, that's basically the gist of it. Joe and Joe and John are looking at me like like he's he's on the twelve percent beers there and he's just making shit up. No, no, I, I'm really concerned that I'm hallucinating what you're saying. Feel, no, you've like... absolutely nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. There's no there's no better way to describe it than what you have there. Just just a, for the moment where he drops the genie bottle though is worth. Uh, a mention in greatest entrances because it's brilliantly done the rest of it's bonkers it's fucking nuts but the genie bottle bit is brilliant it's a great entrance entrance for a different reason (laughs) (laughs) that's why i sent you that one so that's a legitimately great entrance but then the rest of the story is like it puts fucking may young and the hand to shame yeah i can't i can't remember what the company is called but it's a company where that sort of thing was quite standard fare i think I can't. I can't bring to mind what they're called now. Um, no, not coming to me. But yeah, yeah bonkers great, yeah. stuff. When, when I listen, when I when I listen to the story, I was like this is this is Joe's wheelhouse. That's why I sent it to the group. I was like, mm-hmm. you would be all in for this. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one an honourable mention as something I've never watched, but I just discovered last night and was blown away. Yeah, but, great. Mute you know, is a great wrestler as well. I'd advise going and watching his, some of his matches. Yeah, well, he was in. Was he in WCW? He, he was I think in. he was for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in. He was in stuff. I am watching this right now, and it may be the greatest entrance I've ever seen. Which one? The genie one. The genie one. Yeah, it's a great entrance. It is good. the button. Yeah, it's a great entrance. So, yeah. Anyway, anyone get any any others to add? That was my three. three? Yeah, I've yeah. given my three. Yeah, I've, yeah. John's just got a look of horror and like admiration on his face. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much well covers it. Yeah. Like when you find a particularly cocky chicken, yeah. <laughs> exactly like that. It's the only way I can describe your look. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. And you can email us at dammitvinspod at gmail.com as well. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening tonight. And uh, let us know your favourite entrances when you listen to this, if we haven't mentioned any that you think deserve to be mentioned, because I'm sure there's some that we've missed along the way as well. Um, uh, this Sunday, yeah, coming to 28th, because it's perfectly rectangular month. Uh, me and Alice, possibly John, may be appearing on a Twitch stream or Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Uh, talking to about wrestling. Be fun. Come on and listen to it. I'll watch it. Yeah, no, they're, they're great guys. They did a, a great quiz in the new year with us. Um, watch that one because I'm less drunk on it. You are, yeah, and you get a five minute tour of my house if you appear at the right <laughs> point as well, <laughs> which won't happen this year. Uh, yeah, they're great guys. So, yeah, we're doing this, this that this Sunday. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link out as to when that one, if you can't watch it live. Going out live, it's 9 o'clock Sunday. Time's irrelevant, really. Abstract. Anyway, good night. Good night. Good night.